Now entering Nerdist.com. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, Val and I sitting in the car because we went to a show at Largo, and uh, and and then I realized I had to record the intro. We're still at the show. We're just popping in for an intro. Popping in for a intro. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, great. <laughs> I, it's actually Judd Apatow's birthday show, and I went on stage. And I was like, it's such an honor to bring up one of my good friends. He's the, one of the best comedians, best screenwriters, best directors. He's an incredible hoarder and paused for a laugh. And it got zero. Yeah, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a touchy crowd, to say the least. They, they were a little touchy. I don't. Sometimes they're like, is it okay to tease, maybe? And I was like, don't back away. He's like a really good hoarder. He hoards everything. Still nothing. Yeah. It was a good feeling. It's good to uh, stay <laughs> humble. Stay humble, you know what I mean? <laughs> stay humble. <laughs> Peace figures. Uh, I just wanted to do it, too. Um, okay, so this is Tom Segura, who's amazing. Check out his Netflix specials. He's so, so, so funny. Uh, he's got a new one coming out. We talk about that a little bit. He's incredible. As I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. As I always say and never do. Valerie! <laughs> how dare you? How the F am I supposed to... God dang it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Trying to find the... Uh, I should know this by now. Our, our sponsor is the wonderful Squarespace. We're going to do it NPR style. Big plans for the new year? Squarespace makes it easy to turn your ideas into a unique website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products or styles <laughs> or services of all kinds. I said or styles <laughs> and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code WEIRD to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. It doesn't say any slogan on this one, so I'll just make one up. Squarespace. Get a website, dummy. <laughs> hope that's okay. Also try... <laughs> Boy, I hope that's okay for our good our good friends and sponsors, Squarespace. Wonderful product. Also, please try Pete's Pick. I got him right here in the car. Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. Took some today. Feeling a little pinched. I was a little uh, jet-lagged from the flight. A little bit anxious. Couple drops. Everyday advanced. Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil, it's CBD oil, which means it's not psychoactive. They take the THC out of the hemp plant. It doesn't get you stoned. It doesn't cloud your brain. It just gives you a good, happy, clean feeling, glow, low anxiety, low stress, wonderful substitute for a cocktail. <laughs> it doesn't, uh, it doesn't uh, impede you in the way a cocktail does. Meaning, you can write, you can read, you can have a conversation, follow a movie, and you're not going to order the first season of ALF. <laughs> so try it. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY. You also love it. I also love it, yes. You, so does Jen. A lot of people we know yeah. enjoy the Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. pusher for it. I really, I, not just on the podcast, it's a Pete's Pick, baby. Yeah. I use it every day. Also, Alpha Brain, it's a nootropic. It's like a vitamin for your brain. It's earth-grown ingredients. It's not a stimulant. It's like fish food for your ideas, your creativity. Everything that I do that involves my brain, podcasts, stand-up, 
writing, just having a, a good conversation or weird, weird ass dreams before I go to bed. I take two or three alpha brain 15 minutes before and I feel the difference. So do you. You yeah, become. I, I took that today to help with my jet lag. Jet lag. Because I was foggy. Weed hangover. Whatever you're dealing with, if you need your noodle, throw some alpha brain at your inner poodle. <laughs> In oh. your caboodle. In your caboodle. Is a caboodle a mouth? No, a caboodle is like a make an old makeup case from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have one of those, throw some of these in there. I always have them on me. Kit and caboodle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like kit. Yep. And yep. caboodle. You get it. Knight Rider. <laughs> the car from Knight Rider and, and one of those things. <laughs> Uh, okay, so that's Alpha Brain. Go to onnit.com, O-N-N-I-T.com, slash weird, and you'll automatically get 10% off. Or try the MCT oil, other products we've talked about. You get 10% off if you use that. Uh, it's not the sexiest gift, but I would be thrilled if someone gave me Alpha Brain because it gives me a wonderful edge in my work. Or Charlotte's Web. Both are great gifts. Check it out. And again, I want to say thank you to our wonderful friends at Squarespace. Support for this show with Tom Segura is brought to you by Squarespace. If you're ready to start your new business, why wait until the new year to set your plans into action? The future is coming. Make it brighter with Squarespace. With beautiful templates, templates created by world-class designers, Squarespace makes it easy to turn your idea into a new and unique website. Showcase your work, blog, or publish content, even sell products and services of all kinds in just a few clicks. You can customize everything from the look and feel to settings and products, and it's all optimized to look great on mobile devices right out of the box. On my mobile? Use Squarespace's analytics. Did I just offend a whole continent? No. A country. Use Squarespace's analytics to help uh, you grow in real time. There's nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. But if you are easily confused, Squarespace has award-winning 24-7 customer support that's there to help think of them as your own personal IT department. A dream is just a great idea that doesn't have a website yet, so make it a reality with Squarespace. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain at squarespace.com offer code weird great zip recruiter zip recruiter <laughs> thank you squarespace try a pete's pick if you're listening to this today it comes out i am at largo tonight with bill burr fred armison it's going to be amazing if you're near la come and see us I, and in the meantime enjoy the wonderful tom segura get into it. Get into, into it. it. <laughs> we, we, hello. Now I'm We're recording now. I'm just saying, you could say that Chappelle's prepping a new hour. That's not, that's not. Yeah, I mean, like, I. Rumor or mean. No, yeah, I mean, no, I was just. <laughs> mean. I was just. I'm um, worried it's mean. <laughs> it's super mean, man. <laughs> No, he, uh, <laughs> Don't be saying Chappelle's so brilliant that he has a new sixty it's, minutes of material. Is it great? It's uh, well, I didn't watch the whole thing, but like uh-huh. it was really funny what I saw. I mean, I he, he he shot a new special two months ago. That's the part that's kind of crazy. Oh. Two months ago, yeah, he's going. Like I remember when I was in New York, somebody said like there's some party. He had a party because mm-hmm. we were shooting at this place called The Box, and they were like Chappelle was here two nights ago for his birthday party or something. Yeah, and he did stand up. So he went from like this – he's always done a lot of stand-up. Yeah. But we talked for a while about like – it's almost like something burrowed into his brain and is like – I don't mean that in a negative way. Just no. like something is changing him physiologically that he 
has to do it all the, at his own birthday. He went up and did like forty minutes. Or that's something. crazy, man. That's that's he a really level does it a lot, like, and like loves to do it. I guess it's the compulsion is completely returned to like a new man's yeah. youthful. Like when you first start, you but he's good. Yeah, but he has the fervor to get up. Like when you're young and you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, Imagine I if guess. he had the drive and the talent. I mean, yeah. I guess he would do it all the time. I just have that such a, the opposite. Um, you know, feeling about doing it. I'm like, how can I get out of doing these shows? Buddy, can you eat high five? <laughs> like, I don't want to do it at all. <laughs> Hit it again. Hit it again. Yeah, man. It's like, like... I feel... I relate to that so hard. You... If you said, Pete, it's your birthday, do you want to do a couple minutes? Uh, I would say, who the fuck are you? And I didn't invite you. No. Because no one that knew me would think that I would want to go up and do stand-up at no. my own birthday party or it's just a different style of living. It is. And Chappelle is killing it. Yeah, oh, he's amazing. Man. Go for it. Yeah. I know other people like him that just want to do it they all the do, time. No, I don't want to do Five, it all six, I want to get out of everything. I want to get, get out of it. Every time I see you at the comedy store, I think, oh, there's Tom. And the thought behind that is, I can't believe I'm here. And yeah. it's not because I have something better to do. It's because I... I can't ma- believe I managed to like overcome all the negative feelings I have about leaving the house and trying new shit. I regret and every show bomb. I agree to do. I <laughs> every show I do. Can I tell you a great Kimmel quote? I actually have my Jimmy Kimmel bottle here. When he was on the podcast, he said, if it's on the calendar, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Isn't that's, that good? That's great. Doesn't yeah. that fill it? That's true. So I don't understand like... Tell me what it, when you have a show at night, like when I pick my shirt in the morning, mm-hmm. like I pick this shirt... And I actually was like, oh, I'm going out and I see friends. I'll wear like one of my cooler T-shirts. Sure. And when I have a, a show. I like your shirt. Thank you for, very much. Uh, <laughs> I'll put on like a, a shirt that I know that I might wear to the show. So it starts in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like the prepping for it. Yeah. Are you that way? Like it's something, not that you dread, but that's kind of on your mind. I have a show tonight. Like it's Yeah, like, I mean, I'll, I'll, you know, the thing is with it, I have a, a, a two-year-old. And so like sometimes... It'll be into Your the specials. Two years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's um, so good. Thank you, man. I, I love it. I'll have a, the uh, the I'll have the thing over at mid afternoon where I'll be like, I forgot that I have a show tonight. Buddy, you know, and so I then I go, like, I have a show tonight, and then <laughs> I'm like, I start just like, uh, you know, checking the watch, and I'm like, I, I I'll, I'll get excited if I have like anybody would of a new bit. Or yeah. a new thing. I'm like, oh, this yeah. would be fun to to try, to try it out. If I have nothing new, and that's really the thing is like, if you're just I, laying brick, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I just mean and, your bits are bricks, and you're just yeah. building a wall you've already built, and you're like, ah, oh, there's that wall. And we plus because we know that the solution to not hating doing it is just to write more. Yeah. Like, in other words, you go, this horrible feeling is because I have nothing new, and I can shake it if I write something new. Right. But the connection sometimes of like. Well, do the work. It's like when you're depressed, you you know what you should do. This is something we've uncovered on this podcast many times. Sometimes I'll be depressed and Mm -hmm. I'm like, go for a walk. Yeah. But I want to go for a walk when I'm happy. Right. You know what I mean? It's hard to, even though you know what you should do, having the will to do what you ought to do is very, very difficult. Very difficult. And with stand up, I feel the same way. Like, I always, well, let me. That's the same thing with like weight loss, too, by the way. Yes. We're talking about like losing weight. That's happy people shit. Yes. That's happy people shit. Yeah, yeah, man. That's the unspoken thing. Fuck those people. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> like to get your inner confusing, dark, weird world together enough to make a change, yeah. any change, any change. That's some that takes a, a, a reserve of well being. Yeah, that that's why when we see people that get in really good shape, we kind of hate them. Yeah, because you're like, shit. I wish I could get my inner army to march to march well like enough yeah. to march like that. Yeah, because I know I should. Everybody knows. Going for a hike feels good. Yeah. It's the first step. It's the getting in the car to go to that's it. That's it. The I first step it. Is, yeah, that's the hardest but part. But don't you feel great after you do the stand-up? Yes. That's the thing. <laughs> almost again, almost, I'm sorry. Almost, These are unironic high no, fives. It's they, not like a bit of the show. I want a high five. I think some, like, a lot of people who don't do it would never get that, right? Yeah. They don't the they dread get, and then the... The dread and, like, you go, I don't want to fucking drive yeah. and park yeah. and go in there. Yeah. I don't want to do it. There are and clubs then, I don't play because the parking's bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. Yeah. Remember, like, I still play the improv, but remember when you could park in the, the lot? Next door. Yeah. Yeah. So easy. Yeah, I know. Suddenly a lot more yeses. Now it's like a map. I yeah, don't know where that I, new lot is. I know, man. Laugh Factory, same way. You got a valet or something, it's more difficult. Or they're like, park in this guy's driveway. He and does, how, he doesn't mind. And then I'm when like, you get what? in that weird hidden driveway, yeah. you come out and uh, Chris D'Elia's Lexus is blocking you. <laughs> 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 and you're like, what the fuck is this? That's hilarious. I love Chris D'Elia. Yeah, I just pick someone who played the Laugh Factory. Yeah, or who has a lot of cars. And who has a lot like, of cars. Yeah, does yeah. he have a lot of cars? Oh, he has got a few. He's got nice cars. He seems cars. like a car guy. Yeah. I was in his car once. It was a very beautiful car. He has, he has beautiful cars. <laughs> so there. Yeah. <laughs> the origin of a riff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice cars plays the nice back. Here we it. go. Yeah, Here yeah. we go. But uh, yeah, but when you do it, you feel elated because because I've been running into a lot at the store. Yeah, and we do that flying blind or stand up on the spot. Yeah, that was so, that's a, such a fun show. And you do it, and you really get that rush. That's that, the that's, you don't you're not allowed to do material. You're that's supposed the to new rush thing. Like that's the thing though is that right. that show it's all about new. Right. It's it's the concept is new. Like people for people that don't know, like they shout topics to you. Right. And you literally rip. so if you find even one thing that you mine out of right, that, right, you're like. In good, you're in good shape. That's the drug, man. No, I know. I when I was watching your special, I wonder if you're the same way. Watching other people do stand up reminds me of like the formula of it. Like mm -hmm. I go, I have thoughts, not that thought, yeah, but not even that topic, yeah. But even the way you talk, you're so good at stand up. It's like I really want to make this very clear. That's very nice. We were talking off mic. Yeah, I was watching it. I was just like, because it's called mostly stories. I watched the new one. Yeah. And I, I shot like, one, by the way. I shot. I just shot one last week. A new month. one? Yeah, it comes out, in, in, I think, in January. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Another Netflix. Yeah. That's so cool, man. What's that yeah. one going to be? Oh, you don't know the name. I know the name now. You know the name. Well, I guess I can tell the whole story. Yeah, hey, tell go the story? ahead. So this, will, this is kind of funny. I, I was kind of <laughs> talking to some buddies about... Um, at the store about coming up with a title. Fucking coming up with a title is terrible. It's hard, man. Didn't and, Jed help? Well, yes, but that's the story. Oh, excuse so that, me. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's that. Isn't this the one where the clown did it? <laughs> <He> <laughs> I ruined the story. <laughs> I go. The I was, keys were in your pocket. I go. I don't know how to do. And I know that he had just shot one. So Jed, I go. Yeah. I go. Would you? Would you name yours? Yeah. And uh, and he told me. It's, it, oh, it's out. The return. Yeah, the it's, out. So it's called it's, the return. Yeah, the return. So he tells me that. And I was like, oh, cool. And he tells me, like, the idea behind that. Mm -hmm. And then I go, yeah, I go, I'm just, you know, I just have the cut. Right now I got to come up with it. And as I'm just telling him and a few other people that, he goes, oh, send it to me. I'll watch it. And I'm like, seriously? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. 
And I go, okay, I'll send it to you. This is, can I interject with something yeah. that's not meant to take the thunder? No, away? no. He loves watching stuff. I get that. You know he's always I mean? like, commenting on it. It is special that yeah. he wants to watch it. I'm not trying yeah. to take any of that away. No, I, I see that. he loves watching comedy. I actually... Like, you think he's not going to watch it. He's going to watch yeah, it. I, I thought he was yeah. I also was like, but I also realized that I've seen him talk about so many things. I'm yes. like... Now, sometimes I just picture him laying on a bed, just yes. watching, like pressing I think buttons that's what it all is. day. Just like... He, I say, how do you do it? I don't know. He, I don't think he sleeps as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I do a lot of sleep math. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, I got to go to bed like yeah. now. Like I'll turn something off and in the middle. Yeah. I think he goes through it. I don't know. Because I've never said to Judd, like, I was walking, watching Michael Shea's special and he's like, oh, great opening joke. Like he'll just start yeah, like talking he'll, he'll about know it. That it's he good, he yeah. gets it and he and he knows the closer. He watches the whole thing. He so I sent him this. He sent me like a list of names of titles. Yeah, really. And then I was like, oh, this is this is great. So I what fun isn't it fun? Yeah, it was so fun. It's a fun showbiz moment. So I submit um, a few and then like I kind of get it down to one. I go, this is what I want to call. Do you it. want it? It's funny because in a story like this, if you share. Some of the other ones, we might fall in love with one, and then you're like, and then I picked oh, Pickleberry Circus. I don't <laughs> want to talk about any of them. The so other that, ones. Yeah. Because, because you don't want me to go like, course, you don't want yeah. one I really like. You know which one's so much better than yeah, choice, right? Pickleberry Circus is funny, yeah. but I mean. so. But if I know Judd, because he helped me name yeah. Faces and Sounds, yeah. and what's great about yours, mostly stories, yeah. although the compliment I want to pay it is that it's not... I haven't seen the whole thing yet, yeah. but it's not really stories. You're doing stories in yeah. the way that a stand-up does stories. Sure. Sometimes I kind of quietly go like stories are what we do when we're not good at stand-up mm-hmm. and you're just doing pow 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 like stand-up and it's stories too yeah but mostly stories is a great title because it lets me know not only what to expect yeah. but also your tone yeah you're the guy that we're going to talk to yeah there's something kind of comfortable and familiar about you like i don't want to call you a ham and egger but there's yeah. something ham and eggy about you yeah like relax he's not going to yell at you or yeah, do anything yeah. crazy this is a guy you have a beer with and he's going to tell you mostly stories sure. so i have a joke in my act where i say i do this ridiculous bit uh, i think it's edited it about how you have to when you say you edited something you have to say i edited it mm-hmm. which is too many did it yeah and it's just this whole act out about like having to say it and then at the end I tag it with I mostly do faces and sounds and Judd's like that's so special that's what it's called because it lets you know what it is yeah He's like, I had all these other names. Like one of the bits was Double Snakes, mm-hmm. and I was like, it just sounds like a, it sounds like a hardcore like metal album or yeah, a yeah. hair metal album. Pete Holmes Double Snakes, yeah, that made me laugh. And he was like, yeah, but you have to understand, like most people have no idea who you are. They're flipping around looking for something to walk, watch, and it's called Faces and Sounds. You get an idea. I get this yeah. guy. This guy's gonna. If we were all babies, I'd entertain babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just gonna be jingling keys. Yeah, and mostly stories has that. More setup for your story. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but <laughs> it's in. also. But see, here's the thing: uh, if you'd called it Double Snakes, yeah, to me, I go, oh, I don't know mm. what that means, and I'm going to watch this to it's figure itchy. out. Yeah, ditchy. What Double like it, Snakes it creates an itch? Yeah, you know, a little like, bit. I wonder what that is. A little bit. No, yeah. There's a lot of great specials. Yeah. I don't think Jed hated Double Snakes. No, but his concern was. Uh, he was kind of like you're launching. You're, it's a new audience. It yeah. was my first HBO thing. He's like, yeah. you have to think of them like they don't know who is this. My fans would go, oh, Double Snakes. That's funny. In yeah. fact, I put it on Facebook. I was like, vote for your favorite. Yeah. Double Snakes won in a landslide for sure. And Jed was like, it's not. It's not about that. It's like that's why I don't want you to tell me the other name. I think. Oh man, I don't want. I don't even want to get into this. this <laughs> I have anxiety We're now. Fun. Oh. Tell me, tell me everything. So, all right. So, one of the many that he sent me was the third one. 
The third one. And the and the the third one was it's the third special, and the idea was that like it's not like a loud title like we're talking about yeah but so but you also but it's like mostly stories is also understated it's understated it's like your act is written in lowercase right that's a compliment right 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 you know what i mean uh well you're not gonna like what i did so i know i might <laughs> no no so what happened was all right so i sent in the third and then the other thing about the third one is that it in a way informs the audience that maybe doesn't know you that oh there's other, there's other stuff yeah. so it's a trilogy kind of, yeah it kind of gets you know the um the idea of like oh this guy has a back catalog maybe if i like this i'll check out the other totally. stuff so i, I like, like that. that i sent that in netflix uh was like nah like <laughs> they're not having it and i was tempted i was tempted to be like do you know who actually came up with That's that so title funny. but i of course i didn't but i did i played that game Really? Oh, you like double snakes more? You know who likes uh, faces and sound? <clears throat> really? Because I kind of wanted to. I really kind of wanted That's to. Fun. Like at the time, be like, "This is not my choice, you guys." Yeah. Uh, this. Yeah. No. This I, is somebody else's yeah, idea, yeah, yeah. and I think you're gonna like who. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't. I just was like, "Well, what? Maybe are you we should return to this idea." Yeah. And you keep winking. Yeah. <laughs> the- <laughs> I don't want to knock you guys yeah. up with anything. <laughs> But if I were a 40-year-old virgin, I would <laughs> like this. I would like this title very much. I just, I just, I took it. And I, I was know like, you think it's super bad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still playing. I'm still playing. <laughs> You're good at this. <laughs> I was like, I was actually bummed at first. And I didn't, you know, I, here's the thing about you learn about Netflix is that they are a data-driven company. Buddy, can I tell you something? Yeah. Okay. So I'm watching you special. Yeah. I watch about 20 minutes, then yeah. I pause, then I'm going to drive here, it's another 20 minutes, yeah. listen to it in the car, yeah. right? Not, I'm not watching it in the car, just the audio is yeah. playing through. And I pause, and I turn it off, and yeah. I go, fuck, I just fucked Tom. Don't get paranoid. Yeah. Let's smoke pot and get real paranoid yeah, about yeah. this. Because they get the data that I watched the first 15 minutes of oh, the right. special. Oh, right, that's true. And then I paused it. Yeah. And they, I've heard rumor, I've heard tell, that they will compile that data and go... This is where people are pausing it. So there should be like a downbeat here. If it's like a drama. Yeah. This is a rumor, by the way. I no, do not no. know this for a fact. And I don't know what they say. But What you're saying is why they came up with the half hours, for sure. Because people were pausing. People were pausing. People were watching half hours of yeah. a special and yes. going, I get 100% it. percent why. And then they were like, well, let's just give them half an hour. hundred percent why. So this is like an interesting thing. But I, this morning, felt bad that I was kind of, I was one little bit of that's billions very, of pieces of data that's very nice fucking you, you over yeah. because they, the computer doesn't know yeah. that I'm going to, th- well, actually it does know that I resumed it in my car. If you resumed it on Netflix? I did. It does It's the only way you can do it. Yeah. Or I guess you can download the album? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I resumed it on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then you hooked me up. Yeah. So, so give, me it, 50, it, give me $50. <laughs> no, you, I think you give me 50 No, 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 because you were going to give me 100 for stopping it so soon, so now give me 50 <laughs> I don't think you understand. I think you don't understand. <laughs> I gave you money. No, you owe me money now. Because I paused it. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Just what but do you have on you? Data, I actually, I think I have a lot of money on Really? Me. Yeah. How much money do you have on you right now? Oh, that's really interesting. I don't yeah. have that much on me I right used now. to interview rappers for the Pete Holmes show. Yeah. And I would say, how much money do you have? Let's play it off mic. I don't want to tell you. Okay. Because I just went to the bank. <laughs> do you always walk around with a lot of cash? I get cash anxiety. You do, yeah. I get cash anxiety like you're going to be on a road trip. I don't like having low cash. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I know that two privileged comedians, like the most unrelatable. We are millionaires. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying 
It, it actually stems from, it's not a very sympathetic topic, but it stems from a sympathetic place, meaning lots of situations where you don't have cash and I, it's uh, awkward. Yes, yes. So it's like in my house, we never had like, uh, let's say toothpaste. That's not true, but we would yeah, run yeah. out of essentials. Now I got fuck tons of toothpaste in my house. Sure. You know what I mean? It's just like, I just, I don't like that feeling. It's, anxi- it's anxiety driven. And I have ang- it, it yeah. calms my anxiety to have money on me, cash yeah. money on me because it's like, I go to the place and they don't take a card or valet. I can't yeah. pay for the valet. All these different weird things. Valet. I yeah. just made it less relatable. Yeah. You know, when my butler wants a little something to buy. out he those tips, He wants bro. to buy soup yeah. for his dying family. <laughs> I give him a few 20s. <laughs> you get it. I just don't I like. I totally get it. I've been at tolls and they're like seventeen fifty, and I'm like, fuck my face. Yeah. yeah. Or I've had to pay for parking. And I'm like, this sucks. And it you sucks. have it. You have no, it. No, I know. So cash anxiety. I have I have total cash anxiety. I asked a rapper on the Pete Holmes show how much he had on what him. He had, on he had him? about like three grand on him. That's too much. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much, man. Yeah, that was a bit too much. Yeah. It was like in a stack. Yeah, no. He had a grip of cash. That's no good. It was a lot. That gives me like I've I've uh this also is not gonna be uh it's sympathetic, okay. let's, but let's like, just be jerks. But like I've left um you know, clubs and stuff before. The clubs where, the, the clubs. Uh where they're like, Do you want this in cash? And I'm like, Are you out of your mind? Like that I wanna leave here with that yeah. amount of cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, Well, some people do. I'm like, What? Dude? Yeah, which people? Yeah, and then, want, then they'll tell me and I'm like Oh, to. okay. Well, I, yeah, I get it, but uh, but people are like like flying T. home. T.J. Miller with, gets with paid ca- in cash. I'm sure. He's like, I'm I'll sure. take it in the in gold teeth. Dude, put it in my jacket. It. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's so crazy. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, I'll take a hundred dollars or something, but yeah. I don't want. Yes. No, uh, it's funny. My cash. As we're talking about, it, I'm like, I've ne- I, there's so few instances where it worked. It's it's just because. You're nervous about general existence. And yeah. you're like, maybe if I have – my dad used to say it to me. He'd go, Peter, you always feel better with a couple bucks in your pocket. But he grew up and the world was black and white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People were even stones. Yeah. And stuff. Did you have like a, a middle class upbringing? I was – I would say it was upper middle class. But uh-huh. I, yeah. that's what I thought it was. It was closer to the line than I thought. But my dad – In Mass? Is that- in Massachusetts, yeah. 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 But we lived in Lexington. My dad was like very, very, very working class. My mother was from South Boston, first mm. generation Lithuanian. And he was from Somerville and it was just kind of like very working. He's an oil man. He delivers home heating oil. But oh. then he got into like real estate and then he learned that you can buy real estate with the money – that you make from real estate, you know, like it, yeah. you kind of like learn the system. Sure. So he bought us a very nice house in Lexington, Massachusetts. So as a kid, of course, I was like, "We're rich." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we were we were doing better than he ever had. Like yeah. it was pretty good. But like I didn't know there was like a lot of it was like kind of like new money stress. Sure. Like he had thrown his hat over a very tall wall and was working very hard to climb over. Yeah. But we were on the other side with a hat. Yeah, like yeah, somehow yeah. he had rescued us. But there was a lot of stress to pay bills that I had no idea. I knew there was a lot of tension. Isn't it nice to <laughs> not know? It's so, like, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like I as a you're kid, like I, like I would never want to... I wouldn't want to know that to we almost like, got pulled out of school. Because we went to private school. There were all yeah. these like things that my mom wanted for us. And he was like, sure... And then I didn't know we were like delinquent on tuition. And wow! Stuff. Yeah. This is again not that relatable. But we not was, knowing that at the time is probably good. Yeah, I think it was good. Yeah. I think I would have freaked out. Yeah, but I could sense it in the air like yeah, a dog. Yeah. Well, that's it's hard to to so, not you know yes. process. Like you're gonna feel that. In I the was end. a very stressed out kid. Were you? You know those dogs that are just like <laughs> like yeah. I was like I was that, and a lot of it. 
That's why I'm not sure. I didn't know what was happening. I heard I heard screaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I heard a lot of fighting and tension, but I didn't know it, what it was. And when you're left to guess, sometimes you're like, it's probably me or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, yeah. kids are bad at guessing. Yeah. And that's when you become funny and play the piano or yeah. learn Spanish. What's going on there? I'm just kidding. I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> it says on your Wikipedia, you're I, fluent in Spanish. My mom's Peruvian. Ah, so I didn't really work to the learn proof it. is in the Peruvian. Yep, it is. She just <laughs> didn't speak great English, so our Spanish was great. So you speak Spanish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she just spoke to us in Spanish all the time. Super fun. So yeah. get back to the title. I, I keep you. No, you were generous to ask. What was your upbringing like yeah. before we get back to the title? Were you middle class, upper middle class? Where yeah. did your cash anxiety come from? Uh, no, I, I, we, I watched uh, or I lived through us going from like middle class to upper middle class. Oh, you, you know, watched the climbing of the... Of like the my sport. dad's, you know, uh, ascension in, in his work, you know? So he what was, was he doing? He was doing finance. That but sounds I mean, like, like you don't know what he did. Well, he, he <laughs> yeah, was a broker. He was money. a stockbroker. Stockbroker. Yeah, so he yeah. sold stocks to people. Yeah, yeah, he had clients and, you know, yeah, sold stocks. I and, just say, I wasn't even trying to clarify for the audience. Yeah. I was literally like, that means you sell stocks. Yeah, you sell stocks and bonds yeah. and, and you financially You take people's people. money and you, yeah. and you invest You're like, it. I got you, man. Right. Give me that three grand in your pocket. Get some IBM. Yeah. So that's what he did. It's so but I remember funny. us, like, you know, being like, have, I remember very clear uh, memories of like, we're shopping at Kmart and we're buying, you know, our jacket, like the, the, I the know jacket. What you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I know what and, you're saying because I went crate and barrel and then next thing you know, you're like, oh no, I went Ikea and then next thing you know, you're a crate yeah. and barrel. Yeah. So like, I there remember little those little things, things of like, and like my mom being like, we have no money, you know, like, and, <laughs> And like her really playing that up, and I'm being like seven years old. Like we we had fine, we were like fine. But How then did like your mom meet this Peruvian woman. My dad, uh, he my dad's best friend married my mom's sister. Okay, so they met. So he just kind of like benefited from the voyage that his best friend went. Yeah, like his, your best friend went on some Indiana. His Jones friend earned it, stuff. and then he was just like, "I'll take some too." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that looks interesting. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah. So he meets her at the wedding. Oddly enough, he met her a year before at a bar. She was visiting her sister, and he remembers that she was wearing a red... Like, he told her later, like, were you at this one bar wearing a red dress last year in November? And she was like, yeah, that's when I came to visit. So he met her then. Her, his best friend is not yet married to her sister. Yeah, he just meets her, talks to her. She was alone. She was, I, yeah. Or she, not with her sister. Yeah, yeah. And then... And then a year later, meets he requires her? Yeah, he requires her at the. That's good. He requires her at the uh, at the wedding. He's like, I met you at this bar last year. Wow, you were wearing a red dress. And, like, yeah. But she didn't speak much English. Not a lot. Did he speak Spanish? Fuck no, he still doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> His Spanish is terrible. It's embarrassing. <laughs> so what did he? We talk in front of him all the time. Yeah, yeah. They wrote letters because she went back to Peru and they wrote letters back and forth. <laughs> Like the fucking eighteen hundreds, and then have them translated. Basically. Yeah, they had to have them translated. Shut the fuck up! Uh-huh. I and love then, it. And then he went down there on a trip, and uh, asked her to marry him, and um, she was like, "I don't know." And he got really sick, like a uh, stomach flu or stomach virus or something. And then when he got better, she was like, "All right." <laughs> I'll do it. No. Yeah, yeah. And then they got married down there. So like a bug. Helped yeah. you exist. I think so. Yeah, and then and then he uh, they got married down there at this uh, like crazy wedding, um, and then she came back and they you know they uh, started their life in where did they start? I think they started in Florida. 
Whoa. Yeah. And then they went to Cincinnati and then we... So they... This is interesting because the language thing was always a barrier. Dude, it's, I think it's like... It's, it's <laughs> definitely it's still a barrier. I mean... They're still together? Yeah. Verdad? Verdad. See, we will They... They uh, just celebrated 41 years. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So what's going on? I don't know. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I need answers. They have, you know, that's funny. They have, they have, they have shared values. I think uh-huh. they have, they both are Catholic. They both had Catholic upbringings. Yeah. She's like hardcore Latin Catholic. It's yeah. a little different. Real deal. Uh, real not deal. to say other Catholics aren't real deal, but real deal Latin Catholic. It's tier one, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no upgrade. It's a, my, my upbringing was like, if there's a drive in a car that's over 10 minutes, my mom would always be like, why don't we pray the rosary, you know? Really? Oh, yeah. And you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and she'd be like, it's 10 minutes. I'm like, all right. And then uh, we'd start praying the rosary. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. But and they, your dad is also Catholic. My dad's Catholic, yeah. And he was, yeah. But she out-Catholiced him. She out-Catholiced him for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, he's still, still. pretty Catholic. Yeah. yeah, he's very Catholic. But he, yeah. where's he from? He's uh, Louisville, Louisville, which is a very Catholic city, very Catholic town. And then he's like, where can I find someone more Catholic yeah. than these Kentucky folk? Yeah, yeah. And he goes to Peru. Yeah. Gets sick because he ate something that wasn't I crackers. I think so. Yeah. He's <laughs> such a cracker when it comes to eating, too. Like, <laughs> like he eats crackers, crackers. He's a cracker. He's a cracker. cracker. He's cracker. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mean steak. the white slur. I know, I know. I just meant he ate like the most bland he's food. But yeah, he's a cracker ass cracker. Yeah. Okay. Like, one, like if my dad was a competitive Olympic lifter, okay? No. And, yeah. And, and he, Viagra was spotting him. Spotting Call him back. all the time, yeah, dude. <laughs> he, um, so one time I, we were talking about, I was like, hey, so you were in these, like he was in the pre-steroid supplement vitamins day. It was just like you just ate and lifted. Yeah. So I was like, what did you eat in, the, in your like heavy lifting days? He was like, steak. And I go, how often? He was like, what do you mean? I was like, how many days a week? He was like, every day. I was like, you ate steak every day? And he's like, and potatoes. I'm like, steak and potatoes. Just... <laughs> Seven days a week, and he was like, "Yeah, for like twenty years." And I was like, "Jesus Christ, man! Oh yeah, my like, God! Do you just shit fucking sand? Like, what oh. comes out of you? It's just it's steak <laughs> and potatoes every day. Three meals, not three meals a day. Two meals a day. I, I guess we don't know. We don't know. We can't know. I, I Only just, his colonoscopy can reveal. And it, he's times. and he had like digestive problems later. I'm like, yeah, it's from yeah, steak and potatoes every day, man. That's insane. Yeah. So they they're, they're still together, and where do they live now? They live in Florida now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And w- where do you come in? <laughs> I don't know. I'm second. I'm the middle. So I have an older sister uh-huh. and a younger sister. And what do they make of of you? Um, I think it's weird, man. I mean, weird. like you, you're one of the guys. When the conversation becomes about like, first of all, who's funny? Like, I mean, that that's first and foremost. Nobody thinks you're like a marketing genius, but you are in this crop of Netflix stars yeah you know what i'm saying it's like you went from one of us to a different stratosphere with well-timed excellent netflix specials that's not true with everybody yeah a lot of people not a lot but there's some netflix specials that kind of come and go yeah and i'm sure they have a lot of algorithms understanding them it's like well you know yeah. the color scheme i don't know what it is i don't know yours hit like yeah, i, I lucky. you were like Always suggested for me, your huge face, not just one day, like many days. Like it became a thing. Billboards, things like this, your special must have tested well or something. And then you went, tell me where you lead me up to your Netflix special and then post Netflix special. Because I am interested in like, 
what that tipped for you. You know what's funny? I did the, um, okay, so I'm, I'm touring. I get the idea, like I, I had done a half hour for Comedy Central. I did Comedy Central Presents. Yep. In, uh, we shot it in 2010. At the end of 20, it aired, for the, there was the first half hour that aired 2011. Okay. So then like you, 2011 goes by. I do an album in 2012. And I don't even like, but like I have management yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. Like, I don't even ask, like, should we do something else? Or like, I think I mentioned, like, I'd like to do a special. And they're like, well, like, there's some pause in like me talking. And I go, then I'll just do an album. Like, I just go, I'm just going to do it. And I self-release it, put it out myself. Yeah. And then I keep, I put that out in 2012. And then I go like, I really need to do a special next, man. You know? And so then, you, did a, you did a CD first. I did two albums first. This is what we. This is what Gavigan did. The lesser known Gavigan records, Luigi's Doghouse and Economics Two, uh-huh. that he would sell. I actually opened for him at the Cleveland Improv, and they would sell them. They were just like home pressed. Yeah. Albums. They they said CDR on them. You know. Wow. No, not maybe not really. Yeah. The sticker probably covered it up. Yeah. But these were just like records he made. Yeah. You did that. I did. I mean, I. I Where so did you? you the first them one. In a club? Yeah, the first one I did called Thrilled. I recorded at Acme in Minneapolis. And I put that out through a company, a Rooftop. Okay. Which like, they were like doing a bunch of that back then. Yeah. As and I then, say that, I'm like, I don't know if Gavigan, yeah. Gavigan might have gone through that. But then, they sure were budget. Yeah. And then 2012, I, I figured out that I could make a lot more money if I self-released it. Because uh, I found a company, CD Baby, which you can, at the time, like, and this is before like the decline, really, of CDs. audio sales uh-huh. and everything. Is uh, I could put it on iTunes and Amazon everywhere myself mm. and just pocket the majority of it, mm-hmm. and then also have them hard press and, and and I shot like like a really good cover art for the second one called it's called White Girls with Cornrows and <laughs> and so I just I did it myself I just for or I, against just kidding I'm against <laughs> so I uh, I you know I just I, I went to Comedy Works not the downtown one the South Club the bigger club. Uh-huh. And I recorded a couple shows there. I, I had it edited by a, you know an engineer. Had the all the artwork done. Self released it and put it on iTunes and and 2012. And that that did pretty well for me. Like for and you know not a known act. Um, and then when I talked to the my manager, I was like, we really I got to do a special. And he got me a deal with uh, but to shoot on spec. In other words, yeah, you're gonna shoot pay for it. Uh, the, well, the company will pay for it. Like a, a production, production company, company will pay for it, but like we, no, we don't have a home for it yet. Right. You have to sell it afterwards. And so I remember uh, Comedy Central came out to see me run the hour, and um, afterwards they're like, "It's a good hour. It's funny, but like, how are we going to market it? Like, what's the theme?" And I was like, "I don't know. Jokes. Like, what? Are the, what's the theme? <laughs> like, so they kind of were like, uh, you know, and they eventually passed, and then." When Netflix made the offer... Wait, same special? Yeah. So this isn't a story where you like put it in a warehouse with the Ark of the Covenant. No, man. Like You were like, okay, I'm going to show it to Netflix. Yeah. So they sent it to Comedy Central, Showtime, Netflix, and I think H- maybe HBO. Mm-hmm. And when Comedy Central... Comedy Central was the goal. Like that was, That's where we wanted to go. Right. And when they said no, it was like a big bummer. Because I also had been on the network, like done a half hour, and I'd done 
stand up on like no, some that's, of the stand up shows. That's the track. You do yeah. a half hour, then you do an hour. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. So when I when I, they, I, I, I just mean that's normal. That's yeah, that's a normal. Lot of people do right. It, it's it felt like the yeah. the natural trajectory to go on. It's like if there is a comedy university. Yeah. <laughs> you do your, do half your thing, hour, then do your hour, and then you do your hour. Yeah. They said no, and then when when Netflix made the offer to license it, it was seen at back then. It was like, I mean, if you want it do that like it'll be somewhere like it wasn't like netflix was like if you want to just leave it on this table maybe some people will walk by that's and that was kind of how it was they're like it's not the worst thing like when they when they they're like it's because it's 2013 you're like michael keaton and the founder you're like that's a pretty good hamburger yeah 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 (laughs) that's pretty good it's pretty tasty have you ever thought about franchising? <laughs> yeah, I was like, really? But I mean, I, I, I thought of it, too. I was like trying to sell myself on it, too. You know? Like, what do you mean? Like, because they were like, you ne- didn't, Netflix, Netflix wasn't the hot property quite that it is right now. This is what, you have know? you read so, the book Outliers? That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's the people that get in. Right Bill Gates the, learned computers at the youngest right. age he could have been for the technology to meet his skill level. Yeah. And then he becomes Bill Gates. They and, told and me, they're like, look, we have like, we have 40 million, I think it was 40 million subscribers. And it was mostly like U.S. They weren't like worldwide, hadn't gone worldwide yet. So U.S., Canada, and, and you know, people will watch it, man. Like, just give it a shot. Like, that, it was kind of like, don't, you know, it's, it's cool. Mm. I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> At least you didn't do it for nothing. Yeah, no, and I, and I was like, no, this is cool. Like, and I, I mean, I thought it was, you know, this is great. Like, I, uh, there'll be a place where people can see it. I just, right. did, you know, it wasn't like, Holy shit! Like it wasn't like that that level. Like CISO is over, right? Yeah. So you kind of felt like a CISO trepidation. I had a little. Am I putting this up on CISO right now? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, a little bit. But then I was like, you know what? Like this is this is cool. Like people are. And then I think uh, you know Burr had kind of broke out. You know, Christ, you got to write your own checks. You can't trust the fucking banks. So he he had like he was a big endorser of it. You know, and he was like, he was like, it's the best thing that's happened to me so far. And Is that go, the advice he gives? You don't, yeah. he doesn't give right, power, you gotta power keep... of attorney to his business manager? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you got to keep your money in your mattress. I was like, okay. <laughs> fucking bankers are psychos, all of them, you know? <laughs> Out of his mind. They're going to take it. Can't, you can't lease a car. All right. You got to fucking, you can't have debt. No debt. I got no fucking debt. I got a Prius paid off. One time he told me he paid off his Prius. I was like, you're Bill Burr, motherfucker. Of course, your Prius is paid off. Like, are you really, like, you want a pat on the back for paying off your Prius? Yeah, I got no debt. <laughs> That's cash anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got real We're cash We're all anxiety. a bunch of new money motherfuckers that are like, okay, yeah. let's buy this car flat out. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. Own it. Yeah. Own that shit. You can't fucking... <laughs> They can't come after me. No one can come after me. <laughs> All right, buddy. He's so crazy. But you know, he told me that. And, you know, I, I eventually was like, this is pretty cool. And I had no so idea. he was one of the early successes of Netflix. He's like their, yeah, he, he and Aziz are their two, like, OG big successes right. of stand-up on the platform. Right. And then Mulaney. Mulaney struck an interesting <laughs> deal. Mulaney's fucking out of control. Yeah, yeah I know. But his special... New in town was for Comedy Central, uh-huh. and then I don't know the details. Yeah, but somehow it's also on Netflix. You don't see other Comedy Central specials like that. Means yeah. Mulaney was smart. Yeah, that's my guess. Got Mulaney was smart there. and was like, "I'll do it here, but we have to have a Netflix clause." Yeah, that's like predict. That's like your dad, like predicting yeah. stocks. Predicting, going like yeah. I feel like this is going to shift. It's going to shift, and I need it to be this way. Yeah, 
And then, yeah, Mulaney's uh, new tour is, is bonkers. I know. So it's like, 16th date added at yeah. the Chicago Theater. It's wild. I'm like, that's like a 10,000-seat theater. He's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> He's really killing it. Um, yeah, so my, but my thing after, like, when it came out, it was like, it was a slow, slow progression, mm. which I think really helped me. Because it wasn't like overnight, oh my God, all these shows are sold out now. It was like slow, where... I remember I did a club where the guy was like, I don't know what happened, but you actually sold some tickets this week. Hmm. And I didn't even think about the special. Like, Hand what? to God. I was yeah. like, really? He's like, yeah. Like some people bought tickets this week. Hmm. It's weird. And I was like, huh. This I is just... uh, Born Standing Up where Steve Martin's like, next thing I know, uh, people are coming out. Yeah. Like he does like SNL that. and you're like, yeah. Oh. yeah. But, uh, so slowly. It, slow. it was very slow. It came out in, in March and it was like, I remember June, he was like, you actually like, you hit a bonus this week. It's weird. I was like, yeah. <laughs> even he doesn't get. Yeah, he doesn't get. He was like, I don't know why people bought tickets to see you, but they did. That's and I was funny. like, yeah, that's a weird. red. He's sifting through his mail, yeah. red Netflix envelope. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know. <laughs> just sliding it back. <laughs> yeah, I'm send these DVDs back to CD Baby. And it just kind of like so. Every month was like a little bit. So more. you were out there hustling anyway, like you're totally uh, like you were touring a hundred percent. You were making your living. Yeah. As a touring oh, comedian, exclusively for a long time, for a long time, and then the the rest of that year, every month kind of got a little better with ticket sales, right? And then by 2015, You're like, could it have been the radio? I know, I did, I do great calling work. Like, <laughs> hey guys, ah, here for Tommy Wacky Wednesdays. Uh, listen, listen, Tom, did uh, did that guy that 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 weight trainer? Did he really say it was the Holy Spirit? Bah, 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 oh yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, he actually did. Yeah, yeah, no, I, did. I just got an email about a call-in I have to do for a show, like for uh-huh. a radio show, and they're uh-huh. like, give us your uh, notes for what to ask you. And I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I go, you want to be a terrible broadcaster, that's on you. I'm that's not, so I'm good. I'm not doing it. Good for you. Yeah, I can't stand good it. Good for you. Can you be troubled to can Wikipedia? Can you really can look you up one thing? Quick Google. Why, why don't you trust that we can have a conversation? I know. Yeah. We're not, we're not caged animals. No. Uh, so you were, what's interesting to me, you're, you're in Cleveland, from Cleveland? No, I'm from Cincinnati originally. Excuse me, Cle- uh, so Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, same state. Same state. Oh, same shit. Different toilet. Yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, you're in Ohio. I wonder if that's why, because when I was in Chicago, it made, everybody was like, that's what you do. You tour the road. New York, L.A., nobody's like, you got to get to Cedar Rapids. Nobody's saying that. Right. But where you were, I, I always ask this of the Midwestern guys, when you were pre-Netflix, because mm-hmm. we'll get back to the tip of that, yeah. you were, what, open micing it in Cincinnati? No, no, no. I started comedy in L.A. Pardon so, me. Yeah. Help me out. Help yeah. me out with the origin story. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I left Cincinnati as a kid. We lived in the Midwest. Then I lived in Florida, went to high school in Florida, went to college in North Carolina, moved to Boston, moved to D.C., Dude, like a couple Why of, all these moves? I know, no. So this was like right after college, my, my buddy was doing real estate in Boston. He's like, it's super easy. You make a- <laughs> Did your dad ever see you eat, about to take a bite of an ice cream cone and just whack it with an oar? <laughs> no. No growth, no comfort. <laughs> We're moving again. I know, the, the moving. I'm, I'm like, it's weird to be like living in one city for all this time now. But, but. It's fucking weird. Is yeah. this where you developed your sense? Ugh. I think so. Pardon me, but I think I'm right, right? I mean, I that's why right. you develop it. Yeah, because you're new. You're new all the time. Yeah, you're the so, new kid. Yeah. But you can also start over. You can wear a weird fedora and I nobody's going to be like, what the fuck wear is that? Wear sunglasses like, in class. And I, shit. Uh, yeah. I did this last city. This is what I always do, man. It's <laughs> how we do shit in Minneapolis. I always wanted to pierce my ear in junior high, but when you always have to have the first day. Yeah. You, summer break is your best chance. Oh, this happened in Ecuador. Yeah. 
I just wanted to do it when I saw like athletes doing it. You of know? course. Yeah, like, oh, and man. remember, speaking of uh, gay stigma, like yeah. one year was gay, one year wasn't gay. Remember mm-hmm. that? that was big. I think left ear meant you weren't gay. Left, right? Yeah, that's right. Right ear gay. was gay. Yeah. And like the fear of gay, they're like, "Are you gay?" He's like, "No." Like, it's left ear, left ear. Yeah, yeah. As if people don't need gays for all of known time. Yeah. have found one another. Oh yeah, there's no trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can find them. There didn't be. It's not the underground railroad. No, you can have. You know, you either your peers didn't be. Gay. Neither of your ears are pierced. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> No. Okay. So, so you're moving all over. You, moving get, all and you over. get funny. What was your early memory of being like a funny guy? I think uh, the early memory is just being like in a class, you know, like being in a group of people, like like three or four guys, and like having them rolling, laughing on Straight something. Straight clowning. Yeah. And then like being like, and understanding that other people are funny yeah. too, but like feeling Isn't like you funny? are, like feel like you have like I something see. different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I can like, I can tweak this because like i'm getting these guys right like i found a thing that's making them laugh and then i know to keep like right rolling with it that's interesting that kind of goes back to me watching your special helps me write jokes watching anybody's special helps me write jokes yeah because it's not just that you're funny but you can identify it in other people yeah and i can kind of understand it a little bit yeah like oh that's interesting it's just the the math of it yeah like, i get that and i don't understand why everyone isn't obsessed with this yeah i know right <laughs> like people that are just funny kind of casually yeah it's like smoking one cigarette a month i'm like just fucking smoke smoke every man day. yeah smoke all packs every day S- smoke constantly yeah. except it doesn't kill you it it gives you uh, anxiety money right anxiety money. <laughs> jesus so where did you really start putting it together well, as a community well when i was in college i went to a small school in north carolina called lenore rhine and we did like what's it called lenore rhine that just sounds like a fake school. I know. It sounds like a skin rash or something. It's not real. It sounds like we're at customs and you're hiding something. <laughs> and I'm like, where did you go to school? Lenore Rhine? What? Lenore? Rhine? Rhine? In Hickory, North Carolina? Like you just, dude. You saw a story in the USA Today. <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like. You're trying to usual suspect yeah. me right now. Does it say Lenore Ryan somewhere behind me? Because I went to Gordon College, which I joke what? on stage. It sounds like a fake. Where's college. that? It's in uh, 45 minutes north of Boston. It sounds oh. like my parents just hired someone named Gordon to toot to me. That's so funny. <laughs> like it's not real. It feels not real. Neither of us. I don't want to put down Lenore Ryan University. Oh my god. But neither of us get the the fun of being like, where did I go? Brown. Yeah. And they're. Like, oh, oh, I know. <laughs> I just we both have converse. We have paragraph schools. I know. I went to Gordon. It's uh forty five. <laughs> you have to tell a story. I know, and I, and it's like it's a it's such a like it sounds like such a bullshit thing. Yeah, and also like I'm a big college sports fan, especially college football. And so like my dream was to go to like a big college like, football school, Michigan or something. something yeah, yeah, and like. And then, like, even I'll be watching a college football show, and the commentators will be like, "I mean, they played Mich. It's not like they're playing Lenore Ryan." Like, no. like, yeah, I've heard them make that joke. I'm like, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're the butt of yeah, the joke. The butt of the joke. Yeah, my school wouldn't even if if some if a newscaster or a sportscaster was like, "It's not like we're playing Gordon College." Yeah, they'd check him for a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they'd, they'd be like, like Gordon College. <laughs> just black Everyone out. starts googling. <laughs> the fuck is that? I mean, the, the first thing that comes up is a man that's available to. Tutor a child for private lessons. You're a notable alum, though. That's right. You, no, absolutely not, because it's a Christian school, and they're not proud of me. What? Because they say fucking balls. Really? And your mom's panties. There have been a lot of things this episode that I feel yeah. weird about. Yeah. <laughs> they're all it's me. It's all there. It's all me. No, no, no. So Gordon College is a fake school. 
You went to Lenore Ryan. I leave Lenore Ryan. At Lenore Ryan, I'm doing video, radio production, like the, the com track, and like making like shorts, like short, funny videos, you know, and like, and really wanting to perform, like wanting to be in them and write them and mm-hmm. being like, I want to be a comedic actor, basically. Oh, fun. So when I graduate, I go to Boston, like just for like eight weeks. I do I rent apartments in Boston, which is like, Easy money, by the way. If you need money, you should do it. What do you mean? So Boston has uh, 61 universities and colleges in the greater metropolitan area. Yeah. There's a housing need that will never go away. If you work for if the people that need apartments will go to a realtor office and be like, I need an apartment. The You have to pay those real estate places a fee for showing the apartments. And the apartment buildings are in play with the real estate company. In other words, if you want to see the apartment in this building, you have to go, you can't just walk up to the building. You have to go to the real estate office, mm. like, like the office I worked at. Right. And then when I show it to you, if you like it, you have to pay me the fee if you take the building. How much is a fee? Equal to one month. One, this is what I did in New York, by the way. Yeah. I had a broker show me an apartment and yeah. I, suddenly I owed a guy $1,500. Yeah, that's what you do. So, like, uh-huh. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, let's say it's 1000 you have to pay 1000 You have to pay first month, last month, and then another broker. month. Broker. And security fee. sometimes. Yeah. First, last security broker. It's expensive. That's why, that's kind of one of the plot points on crashing. It hasn't come up yet, but we're like, why doesn't Pete get an apartment? Yeah. And we're like, in my, when I didn't know how to find an apartment, yeah. I thought I'd go, it was a scene that always got cut where someone explained that it cost $9,000 yeah, to, to get, get an, an apartment. apartment. so crazy. <laughs> there are ways around this, of course. You could be a roommate, Craigslist, yeah. all these things. But uh, my character's dumb. And that's based on me. And that's what I thought you needed. And luckily, my parents helped with a broker fee. Ugh. It's a lot of money. A lot of privilege. Yeah, so people, but here's the thing. As the agent, I would keep half. In other words, the office would get half. So you're getting get 500 just to go, a lot of light. Yeah, I'm like 21, man. That's like so much. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm tons, just out of college. Tons. I think in those six weeks that I worked there, I made like 12, 13 grand. I thought I was like, I think I'm. Rich I can now. retire. Yeah, yeah, I'm done. So then I went to DC. You get in cash, TJ style. All TJ style cash. <laughs> you line your jacket with it. I feel. I really do feel rich leaving there. I swear to you. I was like, of course, except for like a year. Nobody or had. Nobody has 12 loose grand. Yeah. Nobody. No. Like, it's nuts. 21 years old? Come on. It, I, I would say any age. If, yeah. you, if you're just sitting on an expendable 12 grand, yeah. you made it. You made it, man. <laughs> you made it. So That's I'm crazy. Feeling, I am feeling myself. So Tom made it. I'm like buying lunch for people I don't know. <laughs> something. So then I go to D.C. I work for America's Most Wanted. For uh, I, I had interned there. At uh, America's Most Wanted? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> doing research. Don't tell me. Yeah. The host of America's Most Wanted. Yes. John Walsh? That's right. That's right. Good job. Whoa. Another high five. Yeah. yeah. I'm so pleased. Great guy. Great guy. Is he? Yeah, he seemed good. earnest. Yeah, he's a good guy, man. And didn't his daughter die? Son. His son. son. It's son. horrific. Yeah, what yeah. led him into that field. But yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a good guy. Yeah. And um, you could, I'm not even being funny. Yeah. You could feel it. Like yeah. You knew his story. Yeah. And whether or not it was showbiz, I'm sure some, some of it was showbiz, you were like, this guy really wants to catch bad people. Yeah, he wants to catch bad guys. He, <laughs> he really wants, does. He does. He yeah. That's his thrill. That's his 10 minutes on stage. Yes. I mean? like, yeah. He doesn't want to do new material. He wants to catch he a wants new to catch bad him. guy. Yeah. He, he's really after it. And uh, <laughs> he's like a superhero. Like, he's like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to find you. Yes. Yeah. So he would. Um, what, how did you, you just start working in what capacity? Well, I, was in, I interned there my, after junior year. Uh-huh. Are we doing stand up yet? No, 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 no. Okay. 
and uh, after my junior year in college. And then, like, after I graduate, I go to Boston, I do the thing. I was like, I don't want to do that. I, I, I knew I didn't want to do the, I was like, I can't see this as a career. Mm. So I was like, I want to get, even though I knew I wanted to perform, it's, it's weird how your mind will connect things. I was like, well, that's a television show. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'll be connected in some, in some weird showbiz. way. Yeah. Showbiz. Yeah. So I went there. They hired me because I had interned. They hired me as a researcher, which is horrible. And my first day of work was. How often to, does that computer get seized? Oh, my God. All your, all your Googling is terrible things. Oh, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're, they're get, like, I'm getting. Uh, it's just. So I'm like. Pitching. I had a friend who worked at, at a branch of the government. Yeah. And he was like, the shit I have to see to catch the bad guys. Yeah. Is fucking I had to read insane. a journal of this pedophile. Yeah, uh, it was fucking. It's like burned into your memory. It's yeah, terrible. Of yeah. Um, but this, uh, my first day of work there was September tenth, two thousand one, uh, in DC. I don't like understand. The, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then the next day it was fun. And then <laughs> you you moved to DC on September tenth. Yeah. I I hate to Matt Damon moved to New York on September tenth. Really? Yeah. Did he tell you this? No. It's a, like, like a, a story, story, a trivia I read. story. Yeah, it's like mm. a fun, little, not fun. September tenth, two thousand one. He yeah, moved yeah. to New York. Yeah, yeah. Fucking a. Yeah, and then the sky falls. Obviously. Yeah. So that was what traumatic, horrible. Did oh yeah, and it's also like I mean traumatic in more ways than one. But then also like you know, after doing that for a few months of like you know we're doing like all these terrorism pieces and mm. and then like I said I'm pitching you know horrible. Uh, fugitives and I was like I, I also was like I, I don't want to do this I wanted I really re- it solidified that I want to do something comedy I can't believe this I can't yeah it's just happened so often on the podcast uh, we sometimes joke that the podcast should be called did we just become best friends we yeah. should have that button Katie we should have a sound <laughs> effect from Step Brothers where he goes did we just become best friends that we can put that happened to you too what I mean is me Kumail a lot of us a lot of guys that are our age ish yep 9-11 was when we were like, fuck everything. I'm yeah. going for it. Yeah. Like, I'm going for it hard. Yeah. And we were in Chicago. You were in D.C. It's a little bit different. That was where the attack was. Yeah, honestly. yeah. But um, <clears throat> you just kind of got that, like, w- don't let me put words in your mouth, but we felt like, oh, we're, we might die at any moment. Like, you, life is very, very fragile. Yeah. And there was a need to relieve stress more than ever. Mm-hmm. I also got fired from my job. Like I was uh, laid off, I guess. I was a waiter. And they were like, nobody's going out to eat. Do you remember that? After 9-11, they were like, yes. people are staying in. Yeah. And like that was true. Except it, like when I would go to the open mics, fucking packed. Packed. People wanted to And that was in Chicago? Jokes, yeah. Yeah. And we, they wanted to specifically I, – I stay out of things I just always have. Like I didn't have any 9-11 stuff. Mm-hmm. But like – the people that did, it, it was electric. Like, we needed to hear something. I'm not saying making yeah. fun of it or being No, no, tough. no. Uh. We needed somebody to address what's going on. That makes on. sense. That makes sense. I had, I mean, it was, there's a somber, definitely mood uh, in, in D.C. I, I still was not exposed to, to stand-up. Really. I mean, I knew, obviously, of it, but I just wasn't around it. Yeah. And then when I left, I was like, I'm going to go to L.A. And I, I, I'd done my research, and I was like, I'm going to go to the Groundlings. Because I knew that like people came out of the groundlings. So funny! I went to Chicago to yeah. do IO. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "This will work out, and I'll do SNL next year." And so, buddy, that's why I went to Chicago. Yeah. Chris, have you hosted Chris you hosted Farley? Him? No, no. Chris Farley. I'm honored that you thought that I have. Chris Farley moved from Madison to Chicago, and I just wanted to do what Farley did. Yeah, uh, for me it was Will Ferrell. So I was like, "Oh, I'll just do what he did." I'll and go to the these guys, you went to the groundlings. Yeah, Will Ferrell. I went to Improv Olympic. 
Chris Farley yeah. in hopes that it would get on SNL. I thought I thought it made perfect sense, and I was like pretty convinced that it would probably happen. Tell me what happened. So I, I don't even want to taint what happened. I when I when I started there, you know, first there's like they have this they have these introductory level classes, like really intro, and if you you kind of showcase, and they let you skip one if they feel like you have oh, some chops, right? And I so my I, I did that thing, and they're like, oh, yeah, you can skip the intro. And I was like, that's what's up. Yeah, I did. And then, that's you know a I mean? great feeling. I mean, it's like, it's skipping. We're talking like, do basics. you know how to talk? It's yeah. like how they're basically. Oh, I see. You know, like the very intro level. Uh-huh. Basics. So like, you can skip basic and go into grade one. Right, right, you right, skip right. kindergarten. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. And I get in there. I do that class. I meet some great people in that class. Um, very funny people. And then one of the guys, Sam Tripoli, who's a, a comic, yeah. obviously, um, he was the one who was like, you should do stand-up. You would like st-. He'd been doing stand-up already like seven, eight years at that point. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'd never really. You know. ah, and he was like, you should Sam do it. Sam Tripoli. Sam took me around. These and stories. And I watched him these do Obi-Wans, spots. Man, I know. He was Obi-Wan. These fucking guys. I watched him do spots. And I was like, Okay. And, and then, you watched first. That's I what watched. I always tell people. I'm like, yeah. just go watch. Go watch. Because the way you felt in high school, there should be at least an echo. Maybe there will be an echo of like, oh, these are just fucking people. Yeah. It's like when you watch a behind the scenes. Like, I just watched the Avett Brothers documentary, and they hit some off notes. I love the Avett Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's just so humanizing to see even some of your favorite musicians yeah. hit a wrong note while they're recording. They re-record it, obviously. They re-record. But you're like, oh, everybody's just fucking. It's just people. Just yeah. fucking people. I know. It's I really, thought it was special people. Yeah. It turns out it's just people. Even when you watch great comics. Sometimes yes. I watch great comics, and sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes you go like, that's fucking amazing. Right. Sometimes it actually is almost comforting. You're like, oh, I, I mean, he's he's good, but like, it's not, he's not yeah. a superhuman. He's I a was human. lucky that Chappelle would do every night at the Boston, and he wasn't doing material. He would sit down, smoke cigarettes, and riff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it wasn't great, yeah. but I am saying I got to like watch his brain a little bit. And just kind of relax. Yeah. He wasn't Home Run Derby. And I was like, that's a guy. Just a guy. That's a guy, yeah. that, guy that has a TV show who's yeah. trying to put some material together and uh, doesn't know what else to do. So he's doing some spots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. That's and true. it helped. It, it helps. helps. Yeah. Every it once in a while, to your point, you do see someone and you go, I got to quit. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I've seen Mulaney uh, and I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm a fraud. Yeah. No, he's like, yeah, I'm going to go bury myself in sand. Yeah. And then you, he's just like, yeah, I just kind of. Wrote that today, and you're like, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's from a special or something. Because <laughs> uh, it really sounds like the best really thing. Really, really worked out well. Sorry, um, but he, yeah. So I did a few years. I, I so, anyways, and then another guy, Nick Wegener, who's a uh, writer. Great name. He, yeah, great fake name. Great fake name. Lenore <laughs> Ryan, Nick Wegener. He um, he brought me into a, uh, one of these like Booker rooms, hmm. and instead of being like he wants to try stand up, he goes, "Oh, this is Tom. He's a comic." And the gay lady was like, oh, all right, do you want to do, I have a spot, like, in two weeks, you want to do that show? And I was like, yeah. And so that's how I agreed to do a show. Wheels. Yeah. Greased. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So and then, then you was, threw your hat over the wall. Yeah. I love the throw your hat over yeah. the wall thing. You, yeah. you agreed to do something you weren't ready for. Totally not ready for. And but you knew you had to get ready for it. Exactly. This is why stand-ups progress faster than other quieter, more solitary art forms. Yeah. It's because there's something, there's a real risk. If you don't there's get ready, involved, yeah. you're going to be in pain. And I was, and I was, it's like the, boxing. the 48 hours leading up to that spot mm-hmm. was like, I got into some genuine panic, you know? Of course. The morning of that spot, it was like a Saturday show. I popped out of a dead sleep, 
popped up out of bed 5.30 a.m. Just I was normally sleeping till like 11. Yeah, of course. And I was like, holy shit, that's tonight. Oh my. my first weekend at Cedar Rapids, actually, a city I riffed earlier. Yeah. What, I would wake up at 7 a.m., terrified it was 7 p.m. Wow. That's the that's level that. of anxiety where you're like, <laughs> so oh, no, it's in 12 hours, dipshit. Enjoy staring out the no-view window. Oh, and then I would just pace. And like, yes. I mean, you, want, you want to know how Pain. The, the most embarrassing thing? The very first time I did stand-up, I was also – that was in the time that I was doing the second, the second time – Second tier of Groundlings classes. So in other words, those fir- that first group, I had finished that class. You go to the next level of their school. And I had booked that stand-up show. I'm doing that class. It's probably once a week or something. I invite people from that class. Of course. And here's the best part. I don't tell them it's my first time. So when they're like, you do stand-up? I go, yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. I didn't know you do stand-up. I was like, yeah. There's something, and they're something like, disgusting. It grotesque. There's yeah. something grotesque about this. It's it's like melted yeah. cheese on cheese. It's yeah. like there's something just I completely relate because did we just become when I was taking improv class? Oh I did comedy at the comedy studio, which is also closing in Cambridge. Bums mm-hmm. me out, moving but still. Uh, and I invited my improv team to come. Really? Watch. And I think this guy named Neeraj he gave me good advice. He was like, "You're." It's basically what everybody tells you at the beginning. They're like, "You're different." Off stage, like you're funnier off stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I wish I could see some of that on stage. And you know they're right, but the weird thing is to get to that, you mm-hmm. have to go through all that bullshit. You have to that, go through a lot. You have of to bullshit. go through the bullshit that doesn't sound like you. Yeah. And then one day you're on stage and you're just like, oh, I just sounded like Tom Segura. Right. Like that, which didn't sound like anything. Yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> that was nothing ten years ago. That's right. And it takes you so long. <laughs> and now people watch other comics and go, this guy's doing Segura. Yeah. How fun is that? That's fucking crazy, Let's right? do a celebratory one. Amazing. <laughs> fun. Gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah. Not cocky. But the reason, by the way, so I'm, I think I'm going in this track for, for acting. How did that go, by the way? The show? The, oh, the stand-up show? Where it you went, invited it, your friends. It went well enough. In other words, it wasn't great. I didn't bomb. I got like some laughs and it's like a, it's a, it's not, there's no great comics on the show. Right. So I looked like. Just another one of them. I just looked like somebody who probably like was kind of new. Yeah. And like I, I had enough, you know, a couple lines that got laughs where I was like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it pretty was, great actually. I mean like I didn't, I didn't have a horrific show for a while. Yeah. You know, like so it was enough to keep it going. You know, sometimes it depends on how tired I am, but sometimes when I'm at my best, my Sudoku is watching new comics because mm-hmm. they'll take three minutes to tell a joke and you're like, really, it's just this line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what stand-up is at the beginning. Yeah, it's like, true. Yeah, I have four minutes of comedy. Yeah. It's one joke yeah. and it sucks. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, why did you go like, I'm from Boston? Why yeah. did you tell me that? Yeah. Just say, I think pork tastes like fucking whatever. Like, yeah. just say the joke. You have 15 seconds, man. <laughs> and that's the you ever, do you, I don't know if you can relate to this the scary feeling when you realize there's all this fat on your jokes yeah. and then you trim it away and then what you thought was 15 minutes yeah. is 4 minutes yeah. and you're like I can't do it. so it's you keep terrifying. doing the long version of course even though you know it's not good because you don't have the time don't be so honest <laughs> I want to I want to live in that lie <laughs> pretend it's more time <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. So the set went okay, and then you're in this world of being an actor. You were saying, yeah, yeah. So then I, you know, I figured like uh, groundlings, groundlings, groundlings. Then you know, I have to pay bills, so I have like I'm working like post production jobs, mm-hmm. and then I get into 
my buddy gets me like kind of puts me on a show at the improv. Like I actually showcase at the improv and they're like, no, but then I get put on a show at the improv. It's, it's, that is comedy, right? Yeah, I know. Right. Anytime there was like a line, the guy goes, you you definitely have something. Really? That was the line. You definitely have something when you showcase, when I showcase, when you audition. Yeah. He goes, you definitely have something. Keep doing it. But like, it's going to be a no. And I was like, that's great. Okay. But like he said, he said no. And then somebody else put me on a show there. It's when you realize that there's club bookers and then there are produce shows. Yeah. And the produce shows are this great way around yeah. the booker. That's right. <laughs> that, that's right. And then once I was on that show, they were like, well, you can work here. And okay. I was like, okay. And then... And isn't that funny? You flourish in a situation where you get a yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody's worse. Not everybody. I'm worse. When it's like, it's an audition. Auditions are the worst, man. Comedy doesn't thrive in an audition. That's why late night's so hard. Yeah. That's why tapings are so hard. Yeah. It's like we're supposed to go in comfortable. Yeah. And you did well because you're on the show. They see you in your element. I booked Conan the first time. I didn't know the book, JP. I didn't know he was there. I was just closing the improv. And he, he didn't watch me do five. Yeah. I can't hand in a tight five. What am I, an editor? Yeah. Watch me do an hour. Tell me what the five is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. how I got it. That's great. And I didn't know he was there. Yeah, it was it's awesome. always like I've told them before. Like, don't tell me that that like right before they're like, oh, these development executives. Nope. Are, why? Why they, would you say I'm that? I'm always going to try and do the best that I can. Yeah, there's no audible that I'm calling right before I go on stage because you tell me that yeah. Steven Spielberg's in the audience, which yeah. he, that's never happened. Yeah, don't tell me. Also, don't tell me if a friend is coming. I know. Just come. Just I know. See you tonight. I hate. I it. know you mean it to be nice, but we hear it as like, I'm going to be there. Yeah. Fuck Are you going to pick on me? And I said, I'm like, no, dude, I'm not going to pick on you. I don't care that you're – I want you to not be there. So. <laughs> I'm picking on you now. Yeah, yeah. Telling you how much I hate you right now. <laughs> For free. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Man. So, okay, you were saying – um, so when I start doing like, you know, like spots and getting paid for that, I'm like, oh, I'm actually earning money. I mean, I'm getting $50 checks, but I go, you know, this feels like the track that I should be pursuing because I'm actually, it's, it's working. Like I'm, I'm making a living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hosting for like a year or two and then middling, middling another year. And then once I basically get a manager, I go like I quit my job the day after I got a manager, and my manager was like, "Uh, why'd you do that?" And I was like, "I thought everything works now." And they're like, mm, "Okay, <laughs> like, Whoa. like I quit the steady income, and then I I got lucky in that I got booked, <laughs> I got booked to headline like every improv and funny bone How? in the country. Just they had they knew me from, from I middle L A improv. Well, from the Hollywood improv, Hollywood improv, I middled at all of them." All of them, right? So, like, that was, like, they just knew me as, like, a, you know, he'll do the job. In other words, you, you can do the, we You're need a middle. Later. And I was, and I was like, eat, like, just piling on debt to do it. Because they would be, like, you're doing a Hartford Funny Bone, six shows next week. The flight's 530. Right. You're going to make 600. You're going to net $70. So I would just fucking put it on the card and, yeah. and think of it like medical school. You know, like I got to just. Wow. You rack, had that perspective. Yeah. I was like, I got to rack up debt to do this. And so I was. Just to get better. Yeah. And then. And then. I, and it did also, you? Did you feel like you were getting better? Oh, definitely. You yeah. know, when you could tell you could get better is when you would, you would do those sh- that work like that for months and then get on a show again with your friends who didn't work the road. Yeah. 
and your game is way tighter. Road strong. It's it's way tighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just you could. I mean, like, of course, you, you could make the argument like you have some road funk on your set, and that yeah. could happen too. And you make your adjustment. Yeah, but you're also you're you're a better comic. Road funk. Yeah, yeah. You got to walk that line. Yeah, but all the bumps are sanded off. Yeah, like how you start. Like when I do a show, when I'm only doing showcases, starting is always kind of like, how do I start? Yeah. And then when I do a bunch of weekends, I'm kind of like, just fucking start. Everybody just wants you to start. Like Michael Jackson just came out and played Beat It. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, do it. Like do it. find a way to do it. Yeah. And it becomes very natural. Right. And everybody likes watching someone who's natural. That's true. That's like, true. Going back to Mulaney, he just comes up and he's like, my dad. Like you're just in. Oh my God. And you're special. You know how I knew I was going to love your special? I'm obsessed with openers. I was talking about that. that's why I like watching the first twenty minutes of most specials. Yeah, is I can pretty much it's not anybody can tell it's not a special skill. Yeah, but I can I'm certainly a person that can tell if I'm going to like it from the beginning. Yeah, and what is your first line? It's something like I I pretty much hate who I'm becoming socially. Oh yeah, and I was like that's a lot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I love it. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot. It tells me what I'm doing. Here. Yeah, it tells me who you are. Self deprecating. It's leading me somewhere. It's the promise of jokes and it's intrigue. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like a good. And when I watch a special that has like a bad opening or like some I'm with sort you. Of I'm just like the opening. I'm like the fuck. I like. I feel like that <laughs> also. And I also feel like that in the room, like with watching stand up. If somebody starts in a way that like I'm like uh uh-uh, uh, yeah. I have to walk out of the room. Yeah. You know, like at the clubs, much. I can't. I get. I get too anxious. But. It, what's comforting to anybody listening is your great opening line is, I, I pretty much hate the person I'm becoming socially. Yeah. It's not that hard. Right. It is, yeah. but it isn't. Right. What I'm saying is that's not like a perfect one-liner. You don't have sure. to like wow them up top. Right. But it's a statement that lets me know this person knows how they come off. It lets me know they know what kind of comedy they're, they're doing. They're self-aware to a degree. And there's know? a yeah. little bit of an awareness like we're starting the show and yeah. I need to say something. Right. I need to start – Something. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that opener. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, um you start doing all the middles and you're looking at like medical school, which is amazing. Yeah. And then I after a couple of years, I get this, I get the manager and then I get How do you do that? I actually I was asked I asked one of the club guys at the that knew me well, one of the club managers. I was like, I need to get a manager, like a guy a guy that running the one of the improvs. Mm. And he's like, you should go after this uh management company. And then it's like that's like knowing you and knowing who who they have like that's what you should do. Mm. So then, I, I I send an email. Which one? Well, I actually ended up uh, talking to two. I talked to a guy at Mosaic and a guy at Three Arts. Mm-hmm. The funny thing was like the Mosaic guy was like, "You're awesome. Uh, I just need to show you to a couple of my colleagues." And I was like, "Okay." So then I did a showcase. Came out. Show went great. And then afterwards, we hung out at the bar. And then he was like, yeah, man, like, so I'll talk to you tomorrow or something. I was like, all right, great. And I was like, so excited. And then he was like, yeah, it's, it's not going to work out. I was like, what? He's like, it's just not going to work out. And I was like. He didn't give a reason? No. He's like, yeah, I just, you know, we just don't have the room right now. Like, it was one of those things. Like, we just don't have to. We're not taking people. I'm like, oh, wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So I was That's like, why we do it, because I'm like, didn't we just start? <laughs> I, th- I feel like we just started, too. I really do. Yeah, I feel like that. It's been a blur. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I was super bummed about, you know, I was like, oh, it was like the, the, the high of like him 
being like, you're going to work with us. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And you're like, this is what I need. Yeah. Because you, you, you're like, that's the answer. Right. Of, of course it's not. We know now. It's yeah. Not. But I had, I had similar situations where it was like some manager would come and watch me and, and the moments where they're just kind of like, it's not. And, and they, they work with some of your friends. Yeah. And you're kind of like, hey. Yeah. What? Just each, it kills you inside. Yeah. yeah. And, and like looking back, it's easy to say now, you're kind of like, it doesn't really matter. No, yeah. Or it won't matter as much as you think it does. True. But, and in fact, there's, there's those guys that don't even have managers and stuff. I love my manager. My manager introduced me to Judd. That's like a huge, yeah. it's a huge deal. Judd yeah. and I were joking. It's so funny when Judd talks his way. He's like, so yeah, he's already done more than any manager should ever have to do for really? somebody. Yeah. He's, he's, I like when Judd owns up that he's like, that introduction led to crashing, so you should just be happy. And, 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 then the, and pay your 10% and exactly. shut up. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like we were kind of laughing about it. Um, Who's your manager? Can we talk about Dave him? Rath? Yeah. Oh, Dave Rath. I know Dave yeah. Rath. He's yeah. the best. He's yeah. super funny and yeah. great, and a, and a very dear friend of mine and my manager. And he he hooked that up, and that's we. I joke with that with Dave. I'm like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, I can't you're fire right. you. Yeah. Great. You help this happen. You help make this happen. <laughs> yeah. So mosaic passes. Yeah, and then, and then I had. Um, I like these stories. I, I like mosaic Comedy Central. These yeah. are good stories. Mosaic hit me up. That's the interesting thing. And passed. Yeah, you I know what that was? What junior manager? I bet. Probably. I bet whoever your point was. I actually, he came to a show of mine this year. Yeah. On the road. Yeah. He doesn't do management anymore. He's yeah. like, I fucking run a hotel or something. That guy got ahead. I knew guys like that, and the yeah. guys I knew like that aren't managers anymore either. And they're trying to make a name for themselves, and they get excited, and they yeah. see one of their first great comedians with potential. Yeah. And they bring their bosses in, and their bosses are like, "He's great, but let's just fantasize." I mean, he's a little green. He's not ready yet. Yeah. And then that guy has to go in, and he was per- he was playing Entourage, basically. Right. He's got two phones. Sure. He, but you don't know. He's just he some guy. So three arts. I solicited them because of that improv manager. He was like, you should contact With this company. Arts. Yeah. Yeah. So I did. And then they came out and uh, saw me a, a few times. And then, yeah, they were like, oh, we're going to work with you. And I was like, oh, cool. That's great. And then... When you look at it, they don't really have anything to lose. Yeah, kind of, because they also... A little bit of time. Yeah, like they... I remember like I walked into an agency with them and they're like, you you should represent them. And And they were like, okay. What I like about this is is like, you're just being funny on stage. That's it. Yeah. 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 And then... You also are figuring out who you are on stage. That's true. That goes back to you saying, I hate who I'm turning into socially. Yeah. It takes a lot of work to get to a very simple line like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. Like, I, f- I forget my opener. It's so stupid to bring myself up. But I, I do like my, on my last special, my opener is sometimes I get scared and then I smile really big. That's good. That's it. Yeah. I, that, that, that took you a know lot what? of stand-up to write, sometimes I get scared. Just and fucking get to yeah. it. Yeah. Tell me who you are. Yeah. And you told me who you are. And that takes a lot of work. Because it's, what it is is that it, it elicits, like, it, if you're watching and you say, sometimes I get scared and I smile. Yeah. Um, I it paints at least an idea of like what this person like I get right. your persona. It's also it's similar to yours. It's like I'm laughing at yeah. my foibles. Yes, You're but it's saying, also I don't like who I'm becoming. I'm saying I get scared. It's interesting. You go like I want to hear like when you say that I go well I want to hear the next thing. Well, it violates the idea. I'm yeah. telling you that I get scared, but I look joyful about it. Right. And you're like, well, what's that about? Yeah. It's like a guy going like, you probably don't want a new car. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like yeah. what? what? 
Yeah. Why, why, why don't I want a new car? Yeah. It's like a good sales pitch. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it gets you on the hook. It gets you on the hook, man. Yeah. Yeah, which is what you want from the beginning. Just yeah. make it interesting. Right. Interesting goes so far in stand-up. Right. You say an, like an idea Yeah. that's an interesting, whether it's about yourself or it's about a commentary on something. Right. It, you buy yourself time for the joke because then people are like, oh, that's an, that I didn't really think about. You know what I mean? Like it, right. It, there's intrigue. Right. Love it. Need it. So you're middling. You get a manager, you get an agent. Yeah. And are we, then you record two albums. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> albums and then, then the third. Then are the, you happy with these albums? They're great albums. I, I'm happy with them. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm happy with them at the time. I, I It's funny because people are like, do you like them now? I'm like, well, no. They represent, they're like, they're good representations of me been doing that it, year. At that point? The first album came out, I had been doing it eight years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I and tried then, to record my first album after two years. Oh, that's, that's a mistake. Hilarious. I've never listened to it. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, like, I don't want to listen to my yeah. album. But I mean, I didn't but, even listen to it to be like, all right, let's edit this yeah, into yeah. an album. Yeah, yeah, you're like, no, no, no. It was the worst thing I've ever done. I'm yeah. so glad. Oh, my God. Because I did it, all my friends were there, I was sweating, it was terrible, and I was acting like they weren't there. And I've told this story before, but I can't get it out there enough. It's like, never act like you're not where you are. Yeah. If you're performing for all your friends trying to record a record... Be honest about it. Yeah. And if you go up and you tell your first joke and it's canned and they're wondering why you're not talking to them, address the situation. Totally. You can't just pretend but you're you in a vacuum. But you can't make that leap two years in. In other words, like, yeah. That's you won't the thing. learn that for another six years. And yeah. there you are eight years and you figure it out and you take your first record. Yeah. Yeah. And so two records and then. Then the special. Then the special. We're, then, we've caught up. Yeah. Now Netflix licenses. Comedy it. Central's passes. Yeah. And now you start slowly selling tickets and you're yeah. like, what's going on here? Yeah. So you started headlining. Yeah, I started headlining in '08. Mm-hmm. So, but that was like, in other words, that that was like bottom feeder, had like you're the bare bones rate, and you, right. you know, even if you have like 11 weeks in a row, you get back, you're like, I need a job. Right. I just worked 11 weeks in a row, <laughs> but I make so little money that that I can't. I sustain. remember when I would figure out like the great Chicago comics all waited tables. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't know if Kyle Kinane didn't wait tables, but I was like, Kyle? Yeah. Has a job? Isn't that crazy? Well, we all like, had jobs. People kept telling me, they're like, how come I never, you live in LA, I never see you here. I'm like, well, how do you think I, like, support myself? Like, I have to. Right. And I'm not living a high life here. I'm right. bare boning it. And, like, it's. It's funny, though. I would often give, not often, I have given the advice. I'm like, why bother being in LA? Do you ever think you might as well have just lived in seattle a hundred percent yeah yeah but then i go i mean i still i it's it's that thing of like i don't know if i like if you're really going to stay in the stand-up lane you you really can live anywhere yeah but i mean it definitely helped me to be here and you know made me were there those moments where the some audition or something yeah yeah and there was things i booked you know like the little things but like commercial campaign i booked and then um yeah that was Definitely out of being in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't go, but like I booked it. We shot them, and then they pulled the whole campaign, which was good because it was with Jared from Subway. So eventually I would have been uh, – it was like a whole series of commercials with him where I was playing his brother. Um, yeah. So basically they were like – so Jared, at the time, you know, Jared's whole thing was like I was a huge fat guy, and then I ate subs. But they could only promote healthy subs. So they could be like – it's the, you know, it's the whatever, the ham right. with no, it, on wheat bread. He's That's, eating the cucumber sandwich. And they're like, we need someone that can promote the meatball subs. You, Tom. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the angle was that Jared would be like, eat this healthy sub. And I'd be like, or eat the chicken parmesan sub. 
<laughs> you did fat voice. Yeah, be fat boy, and then fat voice, fat, and then there, and then. Yeah, you chicken parmesan sauce good too. Your joke where you want it, you want to lose weight just so you can make fun of other fat. Yeah, yeah. You're like you try it now, and they're like, "Dude, you should want to look like that." Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so funny. So they, um, but and here's the thing: they also made me his. the The campaign was I'm his brother, so it was Jared and his brother, which is weird because Jared's a reality based campaign. I know it's so weird, and then (laughs) so you're going to be Tom Fogel. Uh, well, here's the thing. They go, no, they had me. I was a character, so I was Jerome. It was Jared and Jerome, and here, this is totally true, this by is, the way. I, I can hear the pitch <laughs> oh, in, the, in the app yeah, room. Yeah, I know, right? Jared and meet Jerome. Jerome is brother. Yeah, and then I tell them, I go, I think Jerome sounds like a black guy's name. I tell the ad yes. people that, and they're like, Yeah, no, I think you're right. We're gonna change it, and I was like, "I think, I, I think it's there. It's a lot. I know there's white Jeromes, but it's yeah. mostly black Jeromes." Right, right, right. And they were like, "We're gonna change the name," and I was like, "Okay." And then they're like, "We changed the name. Your new name for the campaign is Jermaine," and I was like, "That's even blacker." <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Jamal. No, I was like, "Dude, Jermaine." That is so funny. And they were like, that's, "The Jermaines I know are black gentlemen." Uh, yeah, that's a black dude's name, dude. Yes. So it's like Deshaun. Like, what are we talking about? So. They, ah. we shot those, <laughs> and uh, and they spent a fortune. Like we shot elaborate fucking commercials with Jared. Yeah, in in Jersey, like it was a whole. You know, spent a couple of weeks out there. Jared shooting. and Gerard in Jersey. <sighs> Man, it's fucking nuts. Was it Gerard? Jermaine. Jermaine. Yeah. I just inserted another black guy in him. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's not. He's good. also black. It's he's fine. also black. That's mostly. At black. least he's also black. Yeah. I mean, I was correct in that way. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with that guy? Um, it was, you know, pretty, like, he was What am I, going nice. after a scandal? I know. What he was, was it like? He was, he was... Any weird behavior? You know, he, I remember this, like, he was, he was like, uh, he was like, oh, they're, I heard, they're talking about my weight again. They're always talking about my weight. In other words, he had to always watch oh, his weight. He probably had a contract. Yeah, he did. About his weight. weight. And they were like, you know, so at the time he was like, they're fucking getting on me about my weight. And I was like, you look great. Like, you look fine. Yeah. And he was like, I know. He's like, but just like, they really... Really get on me about that, and I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "You want to split a pizza?" And I was like, "Sure, man." <laughs> and then we went and got pizza. No, yeah, I love it. Well, yeah. How did you? You have that great bit about we were talking off mic where I was like, the number of times it was a tweet of mine. I said it was a bit. It was a tweet. I was like, the amount of times I've been on my couch eating potato chips, being like, "I'm gonna get, like deeply fantasizing oh, yeah. about getting in really good shape." Oh, like, so many cut. times, just kind of like, yeah, really just watching it like a movie. Like people are gonna say. Wow, look at your chest. Yeah. And go back and I, I go back and think about like times where I'm like, I should have just what if I had just gotten up and ran those six miles and yes. lifted weights? Yes. I'd be I'd be like killing it. Well, I, I there's guys like guys, I guess. Every time I go to yoga, I'm like, what if I go to yoga every day? Yeah. What would that do? I haven't been in weeks. Yeah. I mean <laughs> we did uh, my friends, we did sober October where we did Yeah. We were sober for the month. Sober. And then we did uh we challenged each other to do 15 90-minute hot yoga classes. Wow. And we did it. In that month? In the month. It took up so much fucking time. 15. 90-minute classes. So you think yoga. about it, like, you got to drive there. Yep. You got to arrive before class. Get a good spot. You don't spot. spot up, like, when 90-minute hot yoga is done. You kind of lay there. Yeah. You take your, like, so it was taking up 
every time I did it, about three and a half hours of my day <laughs> to do that. And I was like, oh, that's why I don't work out like this all the time. It's like, it's the majority of that, that day. I have to like put so much time aside. Right, right. Is this where you tell me you got an incredible shape? You're seeing it. This is what it was? What do you mean? No, I mean like you've lost weight. Is oh, that I've what lost, you did? No, 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 no. I, I, I cut. did that start the ball rolling? No, this was oh. the the. That what happened was, uh, in that month though? You're not drinking. That's like sometimes I think about that. I'm like that's a thousand calories. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't drink that much, so okay. it was it was not an adjustment. The yeah. the big thing was just the time commitment, you know. I mean, oh, okay. Of doing the classes, I lo- I started to lose weight a year a year ago, a little cool. over a year ago. This is the fantasy. How did it was you, the fantasy? How did you I do it? we <laughs> I started because I was like, you know, you have your weight where you're like, I'm comfortable weighing this much. Yeah. And then you see the number and you're like, that's fine. That's my weight number. Yeah. And then like you start to go a little over it, but you go like, that's, I'm pretty close to the number. I'm sure when I got away from that enough where I was like, oh shit, I'm not, I'm not near yeah. my I remember I hit zone. 275 and I was like, Hugh boy. Yeah. Yeah. My whole life I just thought I weighed, I think like 250 was normal. Yeah. It was 25 For me, I was room. like 245 is like, I yeah. was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. And then I saw I would see like two fifty, two fifty three, two fifty eight, yeah. two six, and I was like, I'm not two forty five anymore. Yeah. But I'm like telling people, they're like, What do you? Want? I'm like two forty five. It's on your license. Yeah, I weigh two forty. I'm two forty, man. And so when I got away from that enough, I was like, oh, I needed to try something, and so I tried cutting sugar. Ah, and that's what Dean Del Rey. Yeah, you ever Dean seen Del- Dean Del Rey? Yeah, man, he looks like Dean Del Rey's younger brother. Yeah, he really, <laughs> you know, he he gave himself. That. What's that? He gave himself uh, type two diabetes. Yeah, well, that's by, the only way to do it. You can't be born with it, right? Well, but I'm saying yeah. by juicing. In other words, he was like, "Oh, I'm just going to drink me. juice to be healthy all the time." And so he was drinking like juices all the time, but like fresh, fruit juice, and like just like pounding sugar into his body like every day, just like and think, thinking that he's being super healthy. Get the fuck yeah. out! And then when he went to the doctor, they're like, "You have diabetes. Like you have type two diabetes." And he was like, "What? Like, like what are you eating?" He's like, "I have like nine fruit juices a day. What's what's the problem?" Whoa! Yeah. So he took the juicing trend as like, "I'm going to drink a lot of orange juice and and be and in his mind, be healthy." Right. And then... I know, like an orange juice and a Coca-Cola, very similar. A lot of sugar, man. <laughs> one of them, like, comes from the earth. One of them comes from a weird factory in And Atlanta. then the doctor told him still- that, like, we, you got to get on medication. He's like, is there any way I can avoid the medication? They're like, yeah, if you were to lose, like, whatever, 40 pounds. Yeah. And, and he just... Did that sugar. Yeah. So he got it. He learned it, like, the real in-your-face way, sugar. Yeah, he learned it. And I learned it, like, this has got... You got to make some change... Yeah. What yeah. did you watch a movie or something? No, actually, a friend of mine emailed me this diet. He was like, "You cut out sugar. You cut out you you." But whenever people talk about cutting out sugar, including Dean Del Rey, I'm yep. like, to what extent? I went pretty hardcore. Yeah, I, I went I went full force to what get into it. What does that mean? That means let's that, get at, like fruit or no oh, orange juice. No, fuck no. So like the only <laughs> thing. I would drink is water or coffee. Uh huh. Like that's it. There's no other beverages. So you had plenty of energy to tell people about your new diet. Yeah. <laughs> and then high fat, uh, moderate protein, and then like some greens. Oh, you were doing what is that called? Ketogenic. Yeah. Ketogenic. Yeah. Yeah. We one of the things I sometimes promote for the show is MCT oil. Yeah. 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 So that's part of. Yeah. So using getting your body to burn its own fat, fat as fuel. Yeah. yeah. So but like you have to induce, ketosis. Yeah, you have to get your body into a state of ketosis. Yeah. So, so yeah, you just have to like you fucking. It's the no first seventy two hours no are the worst. Veggies. You can have they. You have to watch it because like 
excess, you know, amount of car like carbs come come from that. You want like minimal amount complex and, carbs. Yeah. So you, you, yeah, you'd have dark greens. Like I would make a spinach omelet in the morning, like all the time. Uh huh. That would be one of the go to things think? I would eat. And then like maybe you'd have a cut to your kid modest going, like salad. your kid has a podcast going like my dad, like the steak thing yeah. would eat a st- <laughs> fucking omelet spinach every omelet every day. And I was like, yeah, no wonder you're sick, man. <laughs> We just jumped 50 years yeah, in the future. Of course. Fucking <laughs> his bacon and spinach omelet every morning. But a lot of meat, a lot of stuff like that. Like- High fat, more than like, because I learned also that excess protein will convert and you, your body Into will. Into sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you you, you try to keep your protein amounts yeah, smaller. Yeah, I'm, I'm way ahead of you. Like uh, protein isn't, there is no like one save all thing yeah, in no. the food world. It's a very complex place. It's complex. So you can't just be like, just eat animal protein. It's like, no. well. No, there's there's a it's a good to that it's too. a good thing to learn. Like it was yeah. it was a learning experience, and then yeah. like I, I mean like yeah, I lost fifty a little over fifty pounds. So yeah, a lot of avocados. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Avocados were great. Yeah, you just basically try to satiate that. You know what I mean? Like that hungry feeling. Yeah, and then try to go as far as you can, basically without right. You know, and well, then that, you get used to it. You really do get used to it. No, I know that there's two avocados in this. Are there really? Yeah. Oh yeah. But I make two of them at a time, so I don't know which one of them is going to have more avocado. I just remember something. Tell me. I didn't tell you the rest of the naming title. No, I circled it. Oh. So I'll finish that. Yeah, please. So, anyways. I just want you to know. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. (laughs) I see the circle. So they shut down the third one. I send in some more titles, and they're like, no. no." Like, they're just, I'm like, they're like, look, you can make a huge fight for one of these. And I'm like, well, I don't feel that passionately for it. Right. I'm just kind of surprised that, like, they're rejecting these titles. So then I remember that my mom, who I told you is uh, very Catholic, mm-hmm. when she, she came and saw me do stand-up, and she was like, she loved, she came to a theater, and, you know, the show was a good show, mm-hmm. and she was like, you know, it's so nice to see the people, uh, you know, laughing my mom and says clapping. It's all comments about the audience. About the audience. She's like, but why do you have to talk like this? Yeah. And I'm like, what? She's like, the F this and F that and... Yeah. pornography and it's so funny if, when if. i hear you tell that i'm like oh your mom just loves you and she yeah tried. she does when my mom says that to me i'm like fuck off yeah exactly <laughs> but i i feel like there's no better feeling than upsetting my mother uh, <laughs> like like it's it fills me with joy to see her you That's know great. i used to like burp at the table just to see her be like please you know like yeah. right. and so like anything that like upsets her like that, like that gets that reaction. Yes, just makes me ear to ear smile. You love it. I love it. I love upsetting her with like being distasteful. It's a great opening line, actually. I don't yeah. think there's anything in the world I love more than upsetting. My <laughs> it mom. is. That's what I know. Because right? you're like, oh, I'm oh, interested. Yeah. yeah, like oh, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I still get a kick out of it. Of, wow. of, of bothering her, and and she told me it was like disgraceful the way that, that my language and the way I talk. So I submitted disgraceful. And, and then they, they, they were like, yeah, that's a good one. That's great. So that's the name of the new special. Buddy, this whole time, yeah. I've been holding a little card in my back pocket because I wasn't sure I could tell you. Yeah. Because I didn't know how that story ended. You're telling me the special is called Disgraceful? The new one, yeah. Okay, great. The one coming out. It's funny that you said that. Because Judd and I uh, briefly talked about how funny you are and then also the name of your special. And he was like, I like the third one. And I was like, I love that. And I do. But Berbiglia's new special is called The New One. So it's already uh, doing that sort of like... And it's out already. It's, out, it's coming out. Okay. He's working on it now. He's touring it right now. Yeah. And I, I think Judd was just kind of like, yeah, it's, di- it's different enough. 
But I, I was just kind of like, do I tell Tom that Mike has one called the new oh, one? Oh, right. And I wasn't going to. Because I, I agree with Jed. You can have the new one and the third one. It's okay. It's fine, yeah. But now that I know it's disgraceful, I'll tell you. It, the new the third one is very similar to the new one. Yeah, that's good. And I, actually, I was first intrigued by like, I like the idea of three and like have it something related yeah. to that. Yeah. And I was going to, I was like, oh, tres. I'll call it like three. Cinco. And then cinco. Yeah, I think of cinco. And then. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, it's one of those things. You, you, you get, you're like, oh, I'll do, I'll do that. And someone's like, right. you know, someone has a bit about that. And right. Like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never considered a third title. Yeah. I love titles. I think they're interesting. I know. It's like, how are you going to summarize all this? <laughs> so your mom's super Catholic. I, are you aware that on this Are you aware? Am I aware? No, at this podcast, we always talk about religion and like the meaning of it. I think, I, I, yeah, I've heard that before. Some people just go, I don't have a, I'm yeah. a lot to say. So I'm not saying like, buckle up. Here yeah. we go for no. a speed round. Yeah. But um, your mom's super Catholic. Yep. You have a trainer that asks you about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You have a hilarious bit. Um, I always say I'm a Christ-leaning person. Yeah. But I love your bit about how, hor- is there anything worse than being witnessed to? Like when people start telling you about how the Holy Spirit is telling you to tell them about Jesus. Oh my God. I don't think there's a worse feeling. Yeah, it's horrible. It's the worst. And it's almost kind of like in this weird safe place where you can't just be like, get the fuck. Like you kind of have to be respectful of this person. You do. Channeling. Yeah. Yeah. And what if they're right? And they're like, the Holy Spirit also said, move to the left. And you move to the left and then some weights This dude was nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I worked out with him for way too long. But yeah. You stayed with him. For a while. Yeah. Not anymore. For people listening, he has a bit about his trainer said, the Holy Spirit told me to tell you to stop. Yeah. (laughs) And and people were like, that's a, you know, that's an exaggeration. Not at all. Not even a little. I would would even say things like, you know, like my shoulder hurt, like is a little sensitive right now on this lift. And he'd be like. Holy Spirit would uh, wouldn't let me push you if if you couldn't get through this. Wow! Like, All I right, man. If that's part of his philosophy that he's like higher power is going to help you. Like if you believe that I have a direct line to God, yeah. And I even use like the Western Holy Spirit, yeah, which is the word that we have, yeah, for a lot of people. I'm not saying everybody, but yeah. a lot of people understand that to be like an acceptable, like your joke, old, yeah, way of meaning. I'm talking to God right now. Maybe he thinks he can push you further. Yeah, maybe he would. He would also like he would he would rail against like when he he was like, "Do you believe in Christ?" And I was like, "Well, you know, like I was raised Catholic." He would then rail against Catholicism. Ah, I like, know this guy. You know what I mean? And I he was like uh, he was like you know a former addict, like one of those like kind of the the passion of the newly converted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I like when it. Luckily for him, I think, and me, maybe like I don't feel enough. Like to get upset about when he did that. So you were like in open space. You I was like, like, you I can don't talk about care. that if you want. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. And that, is that how you feel about religion in general? Uh, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. What do you think is going on here? <laughs> uh, here on Earth? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're like a swirl of molecules, and they've yeah. taken all these different shapes, and you're yeah. over there, and I'm over here. Yeah, you can see me, you can hear me. You'll die one day. You were Probably born. Soon. Yeah. Probably yeah. soon to uh, say that. But I don't know. But I mean, I, no, I, I, it's, I don't know, man. I feel like we're all trying to live our best life. And um, I really feel like the thing about religion that I don't mind mm-hmm. is um, when religion can give people a foundation of, of good values. I think, you know, like mm-hmm. trying to be like, like if the, if the underlying, identity? yeah, the underlying like message might be just to, to, to do Golden good. Wall. Yeah. All that stuff. That stuff is like. I mean, baseline ethics. Baseline ethics. Yeah, yeah. I understand it's, that. Is um, 
I'm, the I structure. Have, I, Richard Rohr, who's a Franciscan friar, I, I'm always rereading his book, Falling Upward. It's my favorite book, maybe. He talks about impulse control. Yeah. He's like, I'm grateful for my Catholic upbringing because it taught me impulse control. Yeah. And Tom Shalhoub, this funny, very funny comedian, yeah. talks about raising his kid Catholic. He puts a cookie on the table and he's like, you can't have the cookie. Like that's the whole exercise. He's sure. Like, you just can't have that cookie. Because, he, because a lot of our worst behaviors, not to circle it back to the, the atrocities we were talking about at the beginning, come from people that have terrible decision-making impulse control. Yeah. They don't have any leash for their were- werewolves, right? Yeah, totally So you, true. you feel that you got that from... Yeah, I, I feel like there's some good... What's the Spanish word for Catholic? Catolico. It's a funny word, catolico. Yeah. I'm a catolico. So catolico. Somos yeah. catolicos. Pretty good. You're or should it be estamos católicos? <laughs> because uh, you never know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> never good with the grammar. Somos. I think it's somos. I think it would be somos. Somos católicos. Yeah. Católicos. Católicos. Católico. I, I feel like over time, uh, I don't know, as I got older, just not in line with the, you know, this, the details of uh, the way basically a religious operation uh, handles themselves. In other words, Catholic like, Church. Yeah, I mean, or, or, or are there scandals? There's there's a, one that's going to come up, <laughs> but yeah, like I I felt definitely like a sense of like oh I've been misled, you know. Yeah, no, it's and heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking, and like you're Catholic, raised Catholic to believe. So cool, it's it's the high church. It's the it's yeah. the windows and the gold and the incense, and then you're like you're doing what? Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, wild. It's like Mulaney's bit. Don't Google us. Yeah. Don't Google us. That's really good. <laughs> I, I I always felt like almost like a weird sense of pride being Catholic when I was a kid. Of course, huge identity. You know, it's a big identity. And then like people would be like, oh, I'm Methodist. I'd be like, fuck is that shit? Right. And they're like, it's this and that. I'm like, oh, so you're like, you wish you were like on this, yeah. like we're on Broadway and you're what? You're on some, some theater in Queens right now? That's right. Like that's what I thought. But the, like the way that your trainer and me would look at Catholics was like, you guys don't have a personal relationship. You're like like burning things at the altar of God, and we're like hanging out with him in his rec room. Okay. That's how we felt. See, like, I was... Buddy Christ. I felt like we were so much better no, I get than it. everybody else. Like, no, I really... I totally it was like a sense, almost like a like an elite, like I'm a Harvard guy. Oh, and yeah. You're like, and I go to fucking community college. Like, that's nice. It, the you know? Catholic Church, historically speaking, yeah. was started by Peter, the Apostle Peter. Yeah. I don't know... If we can really trace it back to him, but it was the first church. Yeah, it was the church, mm-hmm. and everything else. Protestants protested and started. It. So we're the new. It's like your bit. Yeah. Yours is the older one. Right. 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 So we're just kind of like Protestants broke off and started a new thing, but we look down on you because you didn't split with us, mm-hmm. and you guys look down on us because we're new Coke. I like to think we're Pepsi. It's a good. Right. It's a good drink. It's a little bit sweeter. It's a little sweeter. It's fine. <laughs> Diet. No, it's, I know. Diet Pepsi definitely a winner. Yeah. Now, now I have like very little. You yeah. know. Yeah. I, I just. I don't. But you just had a baby boy. Yeah. And we got him baptized. Uh huh. A hundred percent for my mother. Okay. Like she was calling. She started to be like, "When is the baptism?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. And then I was just like, "It'll just make life easier." What about a snip snap? Yeah. You went snip snip. Yeah. Was that traumatic? A little bit. Not too much. I mean, I thought about it. You know, I, I had people being like, you shouldn't. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought I was snipped. It's not. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's all in this conversation, actually. Any one of these ones we're having. Do you baptize? Do you snip? Yeah. 
you see the echoes of all religion in it. Well, I was snipped. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we're like, if Val and I have a boy, it's like, are we going to circumcise it? Well, it's like very traumatic. Baby screams. There's blood. It's terrible. Yeah, okay. uh, some babies uh, don't care. Uh, don't care as much. It's not yeah. as traumatic, I guess. Um, do we baptize? Well, we did it for my mother. Is your son going to grow up and at some point, like I did, take comfort in the fact that he was baptized Catholic? Because I was. Yeah. Even though it didn't mean anything to you, or is he going to be? Because you start having those conversations where, like, that's, you know, you go to hell if you're not baptized, and he's like, "The whole thing." Well, I was. Well, and I, then you see his dick, and you're like, "Is that the head of your penis? It's so shiny and good. so shiny and nice." Yeah. Um, I wonder about do you? Because <laughs> I can really see it. <laughs> I panic a little bit because all I know is my Catholic upbringing. Mm. About should we raise him? with any sense of that because what I remember is that that gives you comfort as a kid you're like Jesus is watching over you and he'll protect you at all times the childish mind does lend itself I'm not saying belief is childish yeah saying when you're a kid you have imaginary friends you're talking to yourself Uh, totally it's helpful to go it's not just floating and nothing yeah God is there's a God he's watching you and and that dog that just walked by God was like show him a dog yeah yeah send the dog send the dog in now send Jerome the the subway guy back to one (laughs) send the dog though so I uh showbiz God (laughs) showbiz God yeah I don't know sometimes I go like I'm like my thought will instinctively be like definitely don't have that upbringing for him but then I go well would that be of comfort to him would that be nice for him Mm. You know, so you you it's have a that big pickle. Yeah, you, you definitely. What does your wife think? Uh, she kind of goes back and forth like I do. Uh huh. Yeah. So we we. I mean, it's not like an argumentative thing. We just kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. we flip it around. We float it around. Like I don't know. I think that's a lovely thing. It's just like we're yeah. kind of figuring this out. Yeah, kind of figuring we'll it see out. See what happens. Yeah. What the only reason I ask is because it's a good way to kind of figure out some hidden beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> is do you ever pray? What do you think happens when you die? And do you know anyone who dies that you still feel some sort of connection to? Um. I've prayed in like when I'm, uh, I don't know, in the sense of panic. Um, sure. Yeah. So I've, I've prayed in those times, um, prayed like super fucked up before, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh-huh. like like really fucked up, like in a hotel. I feel like shit. I'm like, oh God, please. please God, yeah. Yeah, please. Making God. deals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, like. The switchboard in heaven. We got another yeah. fucked up guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wants the room to stop spinning. <laughs> yes. And God's like, the whole planet's spinning, baby. And I'm like. <laughs> And I've made promises in those. I promise you, I'll never get. Oh yeah. But I mean, it's been a long time since I've reached out with that prayer. Yeah, promises written in drunk scrawl don't stand up in the court of heaven. I wonder if he'll bring those up. (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. It's notarized in Bacardi. So not really. I I would say it. What about death? What do you're gonna? I always do this. You're 99 years old. Yeah. You've had a beautiful life. You're not even sick. You're just old, and it's time to let it. Can I tell you? Can I be honest? I I really feel like. It's just with every year, it's an act of shedding the upbringing. Mm. And so I want to be the person that says 100% we're just going to go into the dirt and worms are going to eat our faces. Mm-hmm. And like it's all just living is life is life. Everything Why is there. Why must you say those words? Yeah. And then. Por qué? Por qué Tommy? Tommy, please. Cuando muerte los wormos. En la cara. En la cara. That's right. Por qué? Mom, please. <laughs> You are going to go to hell, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. No, she think, she probably if if I'm getting a good picture of your mother, is comforted that you were baptized. God won't let go of you. Of course, if we gave him to you when you were baby. If I tell her, by the way, she's like, "Do you thank God for your choice?" I'm like, "What?" 
And she's like, the people are at your show. Do you thank God? And I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm at that thing now where I don't argue anymore. Yeah, it's, you like just it's, too, it's too much yes. energy. So I go, yeah, of course. I Did you pray today? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I said, thank God for this wonderful day. And Mentiroso. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows. She knows. But I feel like she prays enough for all of us. <laughs> so, Como se dice, you pray enough for all of us. You pray enough for all of us, for sure. But you want to be the guy, but every year you're getting less and less tied to your Catholic upbringing. Yeah, it's a process, though. Cleaning out the room. Yes. So you can have what TJ, comes up a lot on this podcast, ha- calls a good atheist death, meaning... You're not overcome with fear. Yes. And in your last moment, you go, it's all good, baby. I'm just, I, I'm, I'm dying. I kind of feel like that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. Um, Very similar to what a Buddhist and, and even a Hindu is uh, working yeah. towards. is just kind of like a fearless, peaceful death. I like a lot of Buddhist uh, yeah. philosophy. Very similar to yeah. Buddhism. Yeah. You're going back into the void. I think so. You know, don't but worry. I'm, about not, it. I'm no expert, and I, but I do feel like that it's a. But we agree. You don't want to be afraid. You don't want to be like. <laughs> like no. that's, it's Wait, better. what is your position on this? It's 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 a lot of different things. I don't really have like a hard and fast answer. Yeah. But I think Ramdas has a. That's not. Do you know who Ramdas is? No. It doesn't matter. Um, spiritual guy. Oh. He has this great. thing. My wife has all these books. Ah. <laughs> well, he has a quote. Uh, it's not even his quote, but he said it. I heard him say it. He goes, um, what is it? Death and love are the two great gifts most people leave unopened. Mm. Meaning death isn't a flaw, that it is something. It is the period at the end of the sentence. And uh, a long, long, long sentence, hopefully. And at the end, you're supposed to work with it and use it to see your life and to have some sort of a lot of great spiritual work is done in those last couple minutes of being alive mm-hmm. where all of these illusions that we're holding on to, including I'm Tom, the comedian mm-hmm. and I'm Catholic and I'm this, and I think this happens when you die. All of that shit goes away and you realize and remember that we are in a swirl and a mass of molecules and this crazy unified consciousness. And we're just like, we don't know, baby, but you go with a sense of we I like that rather than, because ah! yeah. you kind of, in my experience, you tend to get what you're expecting. Yeah. So I'm ex- I'm going into that. I like that a lot. Profound know, statement too. Sugar about, into water. Yeah. Just I think, stir it up, baby. I want to die with uh, really like comfort. That's what I think about when I think about death. Yeah. Like, it'd be nice to have people around you that you love sure. and and like and have like you know just being a good. And that's good for them too. It's kind yeah. of a shame that we don't see people dying uh, because there is a lot to be learned from what I've read. Yeah. People that work with the dying, Mother Teresa, all that sort of stuff. See the surrender that I'm talking about. Yes. The people that start crying because they see an ant crawling across the floor and they get that everything is miraculous and it right. snaps them into that. So we can push against it or we can welcome the lessons that come with it. I do want to say, I remember Kurt Braunohler sitting there and we're talking about his mother dying and he was just like, it's fucking awful. There was no lesson. There was no yeah. beauty. So I get that. I've heard other reports. And I'm not saying that that was a failure on Kurt's part or anything. I'm just saying I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of people listening now that have lost people. And it was like, Pete, it's not, it's not a gift. It fucking sucks. I study a lot of people that tend to try and look at it like Ramdas says, death is not a failure. It's taking off a tight shoe, which you have worn well. Mm. Which hey, I you're like the philosopher king. I didn't even notice about you. Or I'll just talk about dicks. What do you want to do, baby? <laughs> I like dicks, baby. <laughs> well, that quote is hanging over my sink. Really? Yeah. What is it again? Tell me again. We're not, Death is not a failure. It's, it's a tight shoe. Taking taking off a tight shoe, which you have worn well. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. 
I wish I could remember the whole quote, but if you do my dishes, you can read it. I'll come over. <laughs> I'll do that. I love it. Well, do you want to do a speed round? Okay. Get out of here? Yeah, sure. Um, was there anything that you started to say that we didn't get to, by the I way? I don't think so. You overdosed on G- What is GHB? Oh, yeah. That's like a date probably rape drug. About, you took... You what? took it myself. I mean, people people recreationally take it to people take it to to get a high. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So oh. you get like a fucking full body rush, but then a lot of people black out. And the big instruction they give you when you take GHB, like anybody who has experience with it, is like definitely don't mix it with alcohol because it's just it's yeah. gonna heighten that probability. Yeah. And I did a bunch of it and drank a bunch. And I've never heard of people taking it for. It was really big, getting really big in like, you know, uh, Florida, Georgia in the mid to late nineties. Oh wow! Yeah, so like it was, it was, it was all over, like everywhere. And I went. you overdosed on it and went to the hospital. I'm guessing. Yeah, I went into a coma and uh, coma. Yeah. So that's a long pass out. Well, I mean, yeah, because it was, I was pretty, pretty far gone. I'm so sorry. No, yeah, it's fine. I was, I was a freshman in college. Yeah, I think it was good. It, uh, I talked to my wife that. Uh, it you know it scared me into not experimenting more with drugs, which essentially was fine. Like I didn't right. So like I, the most I ever did after that was weed. Yeah, which was fine because I was I was trying stuff out more. You know, I, I understand. Like, so I feel like so you got a little burn from the stove, and then you were like, yeah, I think I'll stay away from that. Which is you know, yeah. No, I'm good. the same way. I talk yeah. about this all the time. I've done more drugs than weed, meaning I've done psychedelics and stuff. Yeah. But, um, I'm grateful that I was raised in a – go back to your son. Yeah. I, I, I was grateful to be raised in a system of ethics that kept me away from illegal things. Sure. Yeah, you know yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad that worked out okay. Um, what – so far, what's the greatest lesson you've learned about – and by that, I just mean a great lesson you've learned about being a dad. About being a dad? Like what is, what, what is surprising to you? The way that I say dick pills don't give you an erection, being a dad, what's something that – it's amazing. This is somebody else's quote, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing it. Um, but, like, somebody told me that, like, you, you're amazed by your capacity for love. Mm. And, it, like, the way that I process that is, like, you know, like a lot of times my wife and I would go to bed and we're like, I miss him. Like, I want to <sighs> wake him up right now. Mm. And we both start our day super early. Like, we like to sleep. And it just becomes normal like like you you don't even feel like it's it's not like a chore like when you get up early for a flight you're like fuck right but you get up early you're kind of like excited so like this is why our parents miss us so much it's it's true you have so much appreciation that you can't really articulate before you have a kid for your parents yeah uh, that might be the biggest lesson is how much i go like wow like now i i i just appreciate everything so much more yeah you know you just saying that it's so funny that i hate i don't hate i'm being funny but like i don't always want to call my mother back sure and just hearing you say that i'm kind of like it's funny to strike that balance of boundaries and appropriate uh, adult grown independent relationship yeah and you're my mom all of it (laughs) it's like you 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 think about that you think about the responsibility of it and then you go like oh my dad had that responsibility of yeah. having me and taking care of me and yeah. providing for me and all those things. And, you know, just like the times that you, oh man, like the amount of worry I put in them by doing this, by mm-hmm. not, by not, by showing up late, by, you know, like all those things you're like, oh my God, like it just gives you perspective on it that mm-hmm. you can't have until you have yours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can imagine it, but then you have it and you're like, 
Oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> so it, that, 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 the appreciation for your parents, I think, is probably big. is big. I love it. I love that capacity for love stuff. We, Val and I want to have kids, and it's just like, I, I hear that. It's awesome. And I'm just like, I love it. Yeah, it's I, awesome. I just love that there's another, how fortunate we are that we get to embark on another adventure. We've already gone on so many. So many, yeah. And then there's this other one that's supposed to be incredible. It's like seeing a movie. It's supposed to be crazy. There's a lot of crying, but it's supposed to be great. Bro, it's wild. Yeah, it's a great movie. I believe it. Um, we talked a lot about it, so feel free to pass, but a great lesson you've learned about stand-up. Mm. Something that somebody maybe told you or something that you figured out. About stand-up? Like we talked about, like, I love the Lewis Black quote, don't be funnier off stage than you are on. That was the big one. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it, no, You don't have to worry about that with me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I flipped that. Yeah. <laughs> I flipped that hard. People are like, you're a comedian? Yeah. Like, one guy, he's like, I thought you were a fucking ditch digger, man. Like, you have no personality. I was like, thanks, man. Well, what about like a facet of stand up writing or performing? Something you tell yourself before you're on stage, while you're on stage. Uh, slow down. I'm not looking for anything uh, profound. I'll tell you, uh, 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 yeah, I'll tell you one. Never inform the audience whether they're not, whether they're having a good time or not. Hmm. That took me a while to learn that, like, sometimes you and like, there's great shows where, like, shit just pops off. Sometimes the response is, like, isn't, like, over the top. So in your head, you're like, this show sucks. And you know what? They suck. And, like, early on, I'd be like, well, I would would get to the end of the show. I'd go, you guys were weird, but, you know, good night. Like, you guys kind of are, I don't know. And then I'd get off stage, and people would be like, hey, why'd you say we were weird? And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like... I mean, like, I had a great time at your show, and then you ended it by saying, you guys were weird. <laughs> and I was like, well, just like your reactions. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So then I realized, that, like, I'm just like, now I'm making them question yeah. the time that they had. So it's like, I've learned that, like, you know, I did this Some crowds 60, are quieter. Yeah, I did this 60 city tour this year of, like, this, all these different uh, venues. And, like, sometimes I would get off, and I would... And I would I would want to say during the show, like, I don't know what the fuck's going on with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did these cities, and it was great, and you guys are not great. Yeah. And then you meet people after the show, they have no idea that That's they're not. not they're, they're, they have no idea that... that yeah. So I learned to, like, don't inform them. It's wisdom. Yeah. I remember Dan Kaufman, one of the guys responsible for getting me my first road gigs, he was like, never apologize to the club manager for not doing well, because for all you know, they think you did great. That's a really good one. Right? Yes, Because I would always get off and want to be like, I'm sorry. That sorry, did, I didn't kill. And they're like, does what? Well. Yeah. And they're just thinking, like, when you got all that middle work, he did the job. Yeah. He did it. That's did what it. a middle's supposed to sound like. Yeah. And you thought you were supposed to crush. What about marriage? We didn't really talk about much... Mm. That much. My wife, Christina P., her new special, Mother and Fury, is on Netflix streaming right now. Please don't. Um, sorry. Please don't do that. So I thought that was a good plug Please for her. All right. Edit that out. Please keep that in. <laughs> Mother and Fury. Yeah. Out now. Good it's name. Now. It's a good name. Um, so the, the lesson about... about uh, well, you married a comedian. I mean, that's a whole long conversation. Yeah, I would, I would recommend that. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, you love it? Yeah, no, it's great. It, it's it, great. It, yeah. It's like, to me, like, I used to get asked all the time, and I'd be like, yeah, but it's all we know. So it makes, like, for us, it makes... Well, that's Sarah Silverman's thing. We're all broken toys. Yeah. Why would you... Don't go to the other islands. <laughs> yeah. What, what will they understand? Well, sometimes I have, you know, some of my friends would be like, ah, she's like, are you going out again tonight? And he's like, yeah, it's what I, I go out at night to right. do. Like, I don't tell my wife that right like, i'm going to do another spot she's not like why yeah. she's like yeah when you get back i gotta go do a spot right. so <laughs> it's like you know what i mean like uh yeah, that's the perk and the bits 
Yeah. Yeah. Lots of bits. Lots of bits. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the, um, maybe it's just enforced more when you have a kid, but like you have to make time to just do things and have fun. Mm. She's really big on like, we have to have fun. Got to do something fun tonight. Yeah. You know, like it can't just be like, well, it's, uh, Work, work, things that work. wire together, fire together, fire together, wire together in yeah. your brain. Yeah. So if all you associate your partner with is like banal bullshit, yeah. I mean, so like she's we, like, let's let's get some fun in there. We do the podcast every Monday. What's it called? Like your mom's house. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's it's kind of it's <laughs> it's produced with like I'm saying like there's clips and there's oh wow you know there's I there's, just want a button that says did we just become best friends? dude I can get you that button <laughs> I can send you that button we have a lot of audio drops so really? oh we have like over. 1500 you do them on a laptop yeah yeah a lot (laughs) um so you know i'm saying that's like a work day and then there's you know you have your kid and you're obviously doing that and and you're you're working so we try to make time to just like like we went and saw a movie and it was terrible and we just you know yeah your friends yeah we just have good time whenever you talk to those like we do like overnights where we like uh someone will family friend will spend the night at the house with our kid and we'll go to a hotel like Five miles away. I love it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's fun keeping your relationship somewhat separate. Yeah, from just roles as parents. Yes, remembering to have some fun. Yeah, I love that. Let's go bit. eat too much, drink, and yeah, yeah that's yeah. valuable advice. Yeah, I'm glad I asked. Uh, let's see. And usually the last thing we talk about. Just looking at my nose. Forgive me. Jews. Jews. They're great. <laughs> we call it the Jewish corner where yep. we just praise the Jewish people. I mean, they've done a lot. Who's your favorite Jew? Jewish person. I don't uh, like saying Jew. Who's your favorite Jewish person? No, it feels. <laughs> Jew sounded weird. I didn't feels like harsher. That. Can we edit that out? I'm just kidding. Uh, There's too many. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, what's your vice? Sounds like a little bit of booze. Uh, Not a big booze guy. Nah. What do you my... do that's killing you? Because I asked somebody recently what their vice was, and they were like, flirting. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Flirting? <laughs> what is this, the 30s? What's killing you that you love to do? Oh, God. Um, I guess, oh, no, definitely for me it would have to be food. Food? Yeah, What's your sure. big cheat food? Um, you know, because I've become into, like, this, uh, like, restrictive with the sugar. Yeah. That's even more tempting yeah. as an indulgence. Right. So, you know, it'll be something, yeah, it'll be, like, Cupcake, brownie, yeah, cookie, yeah, or yeah. pasta. I don't have pasta ever. Yeah. I had pasta last week, and I was Can like, you eat fuck. Like red lentil flour pasta? I don't know. It's just made from lentils. I, I don't see why not. Yeah, because you can have like cauliflower crust. So. You should go be eating that. Yeah, I don't know. Red, I eat red really, lentil pasta. When you really dig into some like primo pasta, though. I know. Yeah. Dude, I get it. Yeah. Ice cream? Come yeah. on. It's yeah, so I don't have it. For the so reason. it feels like. Yeah. You know? And then. Then you get a taste of it, and you're like, oh, I remember why I used to go deep in this. Right. Why I used to eat, like, a fucking lunatic right. every day. Right, 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 I do better with extremes, though. Yeah. If I cut something out, it's way better. It's I, better. No. Moderation I, is not my jam. You know what I realized, too? Like, one of my fattest thoughts was, at my <laughs> fattest, was that, like, I just assumed... You can butter anything. No, I just assumed that people that weren't fat just didn't like food. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? Like, hilarious. I'd be like... Oh, but the thing is, like, they don't they were, like, get it. Yeah, they don't get it. It's like, yeah, I'm having six waffles and this omelet, but like, right. it's because I like. You don't appreciate food. Well, you and don't understand. Like, no, I like food, man. They're just, practicing restraint. Yeah, yes. yeah, and they like it too. They like it maybe more than me, but they're like, right. oh, I had that yesterday, and I'm not going to eat like that every. And I'm like, why not? It's just, right. 
Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. My fattest thought. Yeah. That's a so, good special title. My fattest thought. <laughs> my fattest thought. Uh, Fitzsimmons. Told, I was telling him that like when I was my absolute heaviest, nobody called me fat, really. People wouldn't like insult me and say right, that, right? Right. He's like, well, yeah, look at you. He's like, you're built to be fat. Yeah, you and I are. Was like, I was like, oh, and then I was like, that's a good title, too. Built, built to be, be fat. fat. Yeah. You look like a cookie jar. Yeah. And you still do. I know. <laughs> just burn you yeah, right to your fine. face. You still do. No, that's what I mean, ham and egg or comforting. Yeah. I, I want to go on a road trip with you. Sure, be what a good time. I bet you eat pancakes, but you don't. Not now. You look great. You look great. Thanks, buddy. Uh, can you think of the time, I bet you can, when you laughed the hardest? That's like our final question. Oh, man. Every that's podcast. such a good don't one. Don't steal it. I'm just kidding. Feel when you've laughed the hardest? Yeah. And I always tell people, it doesn't have to be, I'm not looking for a long story. Just yeah. like, where are you? How old are you? What happened? Someone fall, someone fart. Oh, man, that's that's such a good question. It's like exciting, you know, to think about. I will say we often get movies. Those those aren't my favorite answers when people are like Dumb and Dumber Man. Yeah, I get it, but I'm like I would I rather remember, your dad farted and woke himself. I mean, up. there's so many. So when you start thinking about like losing it, yeah. I mean, it remind when you said movie. My wife knows that like my you know everyone has like a weakness like a wheelhouse for laughs. Yeah, like if I say. I took a rough shit in there. My wife's going to laugh. <laughs> shit is her wheelhouse. <laughs> Farting, shitting, it'll make her laugh no matter what. Valerie loves mistakes so much. People have? And things that like tripping or anything, if you say something, like she loves in Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. where he goes, oh, the Scottish government explaced, oh, placed explosives. She loves that. She'll go nuts. Or we, I, I just re- I I'm really getting that. a very good glimpse of her sense of humor. Yeah. Like, if something is too salty, and, it, and you're eating it, and you both know it's too salty, and you just go, this burrito is good, but it is filling. So you don't adapt it. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, that's a line from Anchorman. You should say, this soup is good, but it is salty, but you don't. Right. You, take, you go to the beta version, and right. you just say the but thing it, that's yeah. almost the thing that applies. That really makes her that laugh. That makes her laugh. She Isn't just that, loves, like, it's almost, fun. but not quite. See, in a, and it's another thing for marriage. When it's fun, you start to really know someone so well and you get what like their little buttons are you know what upsets them you know things that would bother her you know you know when to not push a topic yeah you know when to you know i mean you know when to say and then when you know like what makes them laugh it's it's over time it becomes fun val loves silliness Mm -hmm. so like that's so like i find being funny difficult yeah but i find being silly very natural there you go and that's why you're very silly i'm very silly so she wants me to like let my sweatpants fall while I'm doing a dance and playing the piano. Yeah. And she's dying laughing. I'm like, this, this is, is great. heaven this for is, me. That's where you're a match. Like, I don't have to be like, uh, have you noticed that wood is everywhere? This yeah. used to be a tree. Like yeah. some sort of observation. Yeah. I don't need that. But if I just like put my butt on the wood. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. And go, I'm old wood butt. <laughs> and she loves it. Yeah. See, yeah. for me, I love inappropriate behavior. I love people doing things outlandish. I love dirty, like dirty stuff. Yeah. Dirty words really make me laugh. It sounds like your dating profile. Dirty stuff. Oh man. Butt stuff. Curse. You know, I just, I love it. And and weird, like weird sex. Like I'm saying like the words, the phrases make me laugh. Yeah. You say digit play. It's uh, very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Digit play. Get into it. it. Um, (laughs) So my wife goes, you're going to love, this is a few years ago. You're going to love the opening scene of this movie. And I go, okay. She goes, no, you are. And she said it kind of, she kind of undersold it. She's like, you're going to love it. So I press play and it was a Bobcat's movie with uh, Robin Williams, dad of the year. World's greatest dad. World's greatest dad. And dude, 
I remember laughing so hard. I mean, so, so hard. I've seen it. What was it? So it was, I mean, I was incapacitated. <laughs> it was where, I'm just going to, I can it? say it. Yeah, okay. tell me. So the, the son is ma- <laughs> masturbating and Robin Williams comes in and he's like so sincere. Like, so he went, he's like, oh my God. And his, <laughs> the kid goes, he goes, fuck. He's like, I was about to come, you fag, to his dad. <laughs> I fucking fell apart <laughs> for like 15 minutes. I couldn't watch it. I laughed so hard. <laughs> and then my wife was like, do you, guys, do, you, do you have mental problems? <laughs> His complaint is that he uh, about to come. Yeah. He so ruined it. He ruined it. He ruined it. And he calls him the F word <laughs> like dad. he's gay. Yeah. Like he's gay for him. And like for a kid like to say knew. that to his dad. Like he like, knew. I'm wa- I know he's not. Uh, yeah. But I'm going to walk in. Yeah. You ruined it and I'm calling you a gay slur. It's oh very, God. very inappropriate and, may, and yeah. right up your alley. I love it. And it made me laugh so, so hard. <laughs> I also love that your wife knew. She knew. She knew it. I've seen that movie like, twice and down. I was never like, that's the line. Oh, like, I was done. <laughs> I, I might not have been able to watch it for a day after that because I was, was laughing too hard. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Now that I'm married, I, I always hit the table. Now it sounds different because yeah, I have a ring. I know, right? So it weird. used to be this. I went to a second ring. Really? Yeah, I had a I had like a wide one, and it started to just get. Un- I had it for years. Too com- too uncomfortable. No, I went with like a more traditional. Yeah. Oh. You know? What do you mean? Like what was like I, it was? Was it wider was, than that? No, about, about that. that wide? But then like, and that was, I, I'd never worn a ring before. So yeah. After a few years, I was like, it feels too thick. Like it's too. Oh, I get it. I'm getting used to it. Like, you get, it, you get it's, used to it. It's sometimes it's way too tight, and sometimes it's way too loose. Uh-huh. And I'm like, how much is you're my very hand very new, right? Like very new. It's been like a week or two. Whoa, yeah. dude, that's awesome. And sometimes I have to take it off in the shower because like a little bit of soap. Yeah, boring. It's ring, weird to be like a ju- like I wear jewelry now. Like I, 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 it just feels like I feel like someone in the '80s had to make like a very kind of heteronormative <laughs> joke. Like yeah, because nothing says I like fucking chicks like jewelry for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's like that's like a very obvious. I feel like that's a lot of guys out. Um, like there's married guys that don't wear them. Yeah, they're like, baby, I can't wear jewelry. Right. Yeah. That's that's kind of what that is. Sure. I want the whole thing. Yeah. Val was like, you don't have to wear a ring. I was like, I wanted vows. I wanted rings. I wanted a honeymoon. Like, Our great president doesn't wear a wedding band. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wears, I he wears an onion ring on his yeah. tiny dick. <laughs> I noticed that he and I have very similar sized hands. No, those are good hands. No, no, these are small. I have Trump-esque hands. Those are good hands. What do you think? Now that that you hold them up, I'll give you a B-T-T, bigger than Trump. A bigger than Trump, okay. Your hands are B-T-T. Thank you. But I never would have said it. It's funny. You just told the audience how to feel about your hands. Oh, people tell us If you had held up your hands and gone, like, look at my average hand. I'd be like, that's an average hand. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're that crazy. Yeah, how's your dick? It's average. Yeah. It's like right in the American the hand, medical standard. What are the hand dick? Where's the great study? There's got to be a study out there, Do right? Study all these big feet, big dick, big hand, big glove jokes. Can we get? What some? about you? What kind of weight are you packing down there? I think it's like above average. Yeah, that's that's what the research shows. You big guy. Yeah, but it doesn't always correlate to that. There's big guys with totally, it. yeah, and I feel bad for them because that's the worst, especially if you're black. It's like a giant. It's got to be such a bummer. 
No, seriously. It's a stereotype. Of course. Yeah. So, like, imagine if you're well, like I've heard that six, Shaq, five. I've heard Shaq has to tell women it's big, but it's not what you're thinking. Right. Because, like, what are you, what you're expecting? I'm the monster from Stranger Things, too. Of course. The like shadow multi. Yeah. Leveled. Six dicks are going to come out of your underwear right <laughs> and now. And swirl around you. Of course. And possess you. And yeah. then only heat will get it off. But there's got to be, like, so many, like, average-sized black dudes who are yeah, just, sure. like... It's not fair. And, and then like, I'm glad the that like, I'm in oh, my... Like, they're fetishizing him. Like, yes. this is going to be my big black dick. Right. And then he's like, it's just, it's like, six. Right. Regular, it's regular dick. It's just a dick. And they're like, oh. Yeah, we benefit from that. Yeah. It's a stereotype that white guys don't have. Yeah, just like it could it could go either way. It's I don't the, know that I've ever there. let someone down with it. You know, like with me, they're right. probably like, who knows? No, they knew. You think so? They're like, knew. They knew. Yeah, I wonder what it's like to be. A woman. It would be fun though, just like to have the experience of having a huge. Just the L, I, I'd love to see the surprise. You know, I mean, to the go unveiling. Back, yeah, the unveil. Like to go back to be like twenty one, and I'm packing like ten inches. Yeah, you know, and then like you pull, and they're like, "What is that?" Yeah. And you're like, "It's fun." Yeah, that's your showbiz, though. Yeah, I wonder how many comedians have big old dicks. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's a. Don't you think they're probably making up for something? Yeah, is this when we find out like Chappelle's micro penis? I know that's right? why he's so great. I wonder. Yeah, I know of. I mean, we can't talk about them, but I know of a couple healthy ones. Healthy you know? what? Healthy dogs. Healthy big old dicks. Yeah. Oh, healthy dogs. Yeah. Wow. And uh, <laughs> just like from talking about dicks with people. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some real disappointers, but people don't really talk about those. Yeah, it's, it's also weird just now that I'm married to be like above average. It's like, who cares? Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> What's it matter? But it doesn't matter. What are you, you going to do with it? Nothing. Um, thank you for doing this, man. The new special is called The, th- the Third One. <laughs> no. Sorry, Judd. It's Netflix's fault. Oh. It is. Uh, but the, the other two specials are out now. They are uh, completely normal and mostly stories on Netflix. So and funny. Disgraceful comes out, I think, in January. Can't wait. Thanks Can't for having wait. me, man. Yeah. It was really fun. This is long overdue. I feel like it's been a long time. I know. I know. There's, some people think it's an insult, like I didn't ask, and it's just no. like, no. I did. I don't think. If you could see how I book it, it's like, I'll see him. You should come on your mom's house, though. Yeah. I'm going to let that sink. No, just you should come on. I should come on my mom's you house. You should go to your mom's house and jerk off all over it. Yeah. <laughs> You should do that. <laughs> Would she be upset? <laughs> As a child, I came in my mom's house yeah. so much. So much. So yeah. much. Just rivers of peaches <laughs> in Lexington. I said Lexington? on stage, I was like, she must, I always just thought, she'll think I have a cold. Dude. Just emptying baskets you know what I used to and do? baskets of I used to jerk dishes. off into my boxers. Wow. And then throw the boxers under my bed. And then And then they would just get crust over. Oh. Yeah. And then I would like... I would take them down to the laundry room, and you just see, like, yeah. 10 crusty boxers. I mean, I'm like, you know. It's disgusting. It's totally disgusting, 12, 13. And I just wouldn't mention it, and neither would anybody else. You know what yeah, I mean? no, it's there like, was a look the other way. You're yeah. going to have to look the other way when your kid is wearing virtual reality goggles and just shooting jizz yeah. real far. We always talk about Because <laughs> he's going to be like, I am having like, sex. I was about to come, you fucking idiot. <laughs> i like, sorry, buddy. Sorry. Uh, I love it. Okay, we have the guests say that I would come on your mom's house. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll speak for my mother. Gracias. Uh, we have the guests say, keep it crispy. It's the catchphrase. The guests What does that come it. from? I've heard it before. Keep it crispy. I, I was originally going to call this podcast Keep It Crispy with Pete Holmes because I just thought it was the funniest thing. It was just something I can't say without laughing. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah, I see like that. Crazy thing. Yeah. Like, hey, keep it crispy. Like, it's hey, would so you ever weird. marry your mom? What? Would you ever marry your mom? <laughs> what do you mean? Would you ever like? No, uh, I didn't think so. <laughs> Why? Because I just we saw somebody that did marry their mom, and then you saw someone that married their mom. We played a clip of somebody that married their mom, and then we you can't about marry mom. your mom. Well, they got in trouble. They got arrested. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you ask. People that know this podcast well know that I have a lot of like inappropriate relationship things with my mother. Yeah. Nothing physical. It was all emotional. Of course. Sort of like I was her little husband. Oh, right. And still, <clears throat> it still plagues me like, to this day. I, yeah. That's why I said boundaries. So, no. If you had asked me when I was 12, I'd be like, we're already married. Can you say it, though? What do you mean? No, I won't marry my mom. No, I won't marry my mom. Is this a gag? No, I'm just I'm gonna use this audio and play it on my show. No, I but. won't marry my mom. Thank you. And now you say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. I'll <laughs> say it in Espanol. Manténalo crispy. <laughs> Manténalo crispy. I think so. Manténalo crispy. A lot of people that say it in other languages no say se... fry it. Como se dice How do you say crispy? fry it? Fry it? Yeah, what do you say? Fried. Plantanos. Yeah. Plantanos fried. Fried. Plantanitos. Plantanitos, small plantains. You should go on that show. Which one? Plantanitos, uh, that the clown that hosts that show here in L.A. It's a Spanish-speaking show, and then they put an earpiece in your ear, and it's fun. Really? Plantanitos, yeah. You would have fun on that. Plantanitos. You just be silly. It's just really fun. I like being silly. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Pantalones. When's new crashing coming out? Pantalones Cortos. Uh, <laughs> January 14th. Oh, that's right around the corner, man. Yeah, man. Super stoked. Congratulations on that. I appreciate it. Season two. Two. Here's hoping. Plantanos cortos. <laughs> Plantanos. Vaya con Dios. Vaya con Dios. Gracias. Hasta luego. <laughs> Chao. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 